0: another busy sports um, weekend and uh, so we'll get into it good morning, good afternoon, good evening whenever it is you've decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day my family and I greatly appreciate it you've found the only podcast in the world that is completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market of Phoenix, Arizona but we uh host everything from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We also cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with uh, the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all under one podcast, available to you Tuesday through Saturday. Um, yeah, big, big weekend again. Uh, So, it's going to be a a longer uh, show uh, today, as is the custom for uh, Tuesday. So, um, be prepared for that. And I appreciate you listening all the way through. Um, But if not, I have the timestamps, so you can look through the timestamps and and, uh, go to where you want to hear, and uh, that, that will be fine. Um, I'm just glad that you're a part of it. Uh, Hope uh, your weekend was good. Uh, Mine was good. Uh, uh, Fast, it went by fast as as always. Um, Hope your um, Monday was also good. And uh, um, I can say that mine was as well. So uh, not much going on. As of right now, uh, I would, uh, and I, I was debating whether to say this, but um, it is now public, so we'll go ahead and, and do it. Um, my my weekend was good, with the exception of uh, some this piece of news that I'm going to share with you guys, um, and then we'll go ahead and get into it, and there's just really no way to transition out of it. I'll go ahead and say that right now, but um prayers for my pastor um he, him and his wife uh, uh Jared and uh, uh Caitlin have uh, have been been through it uh this this weekend um uh to kind of start um Jared had uh, uh two separate rounds um with uh cancer, leukemia. Um, this was obviously well before I was, was here. He's been doing great since, but because of that, he uh is um not able to um have kids. Him and him and Caitlin are unable to have kids. Uh so they were going the adoption route and uh everything was Going pretty good with that until um, this past weekend, and and uh, um, they had uh, the the mother um, of twin boys that they were going to adopt went into labor at twenty two weeks, and uh, one was stillborn, and the other only lived about seventeen minutes so um prayers for them it's it's tough i've never gone through anything like that um personally um me and my ex-wife did have uh try so so hard to have kids after you know baby sh- after baby shower after baby shower that she went to either was she by herself or if um your, if you, if it was a co ed and then, you know, we went together, um, the the feeling was still the same of buying gifts and, um, meanwhile trying and, you know, everybody around you having kids and you're not having kids. So I, 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 I know from that experience. And then, um, I, uh, walked through with some very close friends of mine, um, and uh she had um you know a couple of miscarriages, um, finally uh, conceived a son and uh and then you know, a couple of days later, he passed, and now they have another one, and uh uh thank goodness, just uh, uh a couple of weeks ago, um, celebrated uh a year old so uh that you know that's that's happy but you know a lot of sad times going through that so and then of course what makes jared and caitlin's worse is the the weekend prior they had the baby shower so that was uh that was rough um so please keep uh jared and caitlin in your in in your prayers i i do appreciate that but uh anyway As I said, there's no way to transition out of that. So, everything sports-wise is up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I am back. Um, Starting it off with... uh, some Arizona State uh, football. I'm just kind of going to go through um, everything that uh, happened over uh, Saturday and uh, and Sunday. And then, of course, um, we'll end things with uh, everything that happened uh, yesterday. Um, and we'll try to do it chronologically like I've done before, um, with the exception of... Um, coyotes hockey they they played back to back so uh, Saturday and Sunday so I'll cover all of all of coyotes hockey and in, in that in that bit just because I I'm not gonna go back and forth um, uh, for coyotes when it it's such a such a small segment usually anyway um and I only have just some brief sound from just one of the two games that were played. So, um, uh, I'll go all of air, uh, all Arizona state Saturday. Then I'll go Saturday and Sunday coyotes. Um, and then, uh, Sunday, um, with Cardinals. Then we'll go into, um, Monday press conference with, um, ASU. And, um, And uh, Cardinals And then we'll go uh, Wrap everything up with uh, Suns from um, From Monday so That's kind of what we'll do And uh, hopefully You can um, Keep up and it makes sense to you So we'll start with Like I said um, ASU football And unfortunately It was Another so that would be uh, two back-to-back um, Saturday losses, um, and now ASU is not bowl eligible with only two games left. Um, a ten-point loss, twenty-eight to uh, eighteen, in favor of Washington State. Uh, that puts uh, ASU three at seven, Washington State at six and four. Um it was um washington state early and they got all their scoring bef- before the uh, half um 6 31 um remaining touchdown uh 7 and nothing and then also in the first quarter 3, three 359 remaining another touchdown or no excuse me um yeah. Um another touchdown uh with the PAT blocked. So you know kind of momentum going in the favor of ASU but it didn't last long. Um second quarter 7:43 um remaining. Another touchdown, 21 and this time by two per, two point conversion to make up for the uh uh point that they missed previously making it 21 to nothing and then um with three seconds left before the half 28 to nothing uh another touchdown so uh four unanswered um scores for um washington state finally 51 seconds remaining in the third quarter a um um touchdown uh to uh Conyers from Emory Jones Emory Jones got put in the game wasn't able to um uh catch all of this game um I'm not sure I know I oh that's that might be why it was Pac 12 uh network I think so uh, that's why I don't remember Amir Jones even coming into the game. Um, but anyway, uh, two-point conversion failed, 6-28. to 28, And then in the fourth quarter, uh, a touchdown run by X-Validae uh, for four minutes and ten seconds remaining. Um, another two-point conversion failed. And then um, 57 seconds um, remaining a touchdown to uh, Eli Badger. From Emory Jones, another two point conversion failed 18 to 28. So, um, passing leaders for the game 15 of 23, 186 yards. Emory Jones uh, with two scores. Uh, Ward with uh, 22 of 37, 219 yards in a score. X valid A, 21 carries, 134 yards in a score. Um, Watson, 20 carries, 116 yards, and three touchdowns. And then uh, validate receiving, six receptions, 55 yards. And uh, Stribbling, five receptions, 64 yards. Um, Sun Devils, 18 first downs uh, to the Washington State, 18 first downs. Um, but the big difference uh, was really um, the, the offense uh, for Washington State. Um, both teams, uh, third down efficiency wasn't all that great. Um, but efficiency on first down... Um, first and second down for Washington state was, was great. Um, and, uh, not so much on fourth down, but it doesn't really matter if you're getting everything on first and, and uh, second, but anyway, um, third down efficiency for the, uh, Sun Devils, they were, um, three of 14, Washington state was five of 14 Um, And the Sun Devils were 2 of 3 on 4th down, and uh, Washington State was 1 of 3. 333 total yards for uh, the Sun Devils, uh, 212 passing, and then 6.4 yards uh, per pass uh, for the Sun Devils. 356 total yards for Washington State on that, 219 passing. And 5.9 yards uh, per pass. Um, 137 yards rushing uh, for Washington State with 3.9 yards per rush. The Sun Devils 121 um, for 3.6 yards per rush. Um, One interception thrown. Uh, for um, Arizona State, penalties, uh, 6 for 45 yards for Arizona State. Washington State, 4 for 30. Um, and then time of possession, uh, Arizona State, 33 minutes and 13 seconds. With Washington State, 26 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, again, 28 to 18, 10 point Uh, difference there here is um the head coach and um from what i uh heard earlier when i was playing this i apologize but it's not you it's not me it's just the terrible sound quality of um of this press conference so um be prepared for that just want to let you know um can be described as just like kind of staticky or like opening a wrapper or, you know, just me brushing you know, up against the mic the whole time um, is kind of what it sounds like. So it's annoying, but it's quick, thankfully, you know, uh 10 minutes or something like that. So um, not as long as maybe it usually is. So here is um, the head coach from uh, Saturday's Loss.
1: Very much a fail if you have a uh,
2: game. Would you make it just kind of how and why did you guys fall behind and what you were you able to, able to try to climb out
3: of it? Yeah, we didn't execute up, uh, up front and I'll take the blame for that because we didn't put ourselves in the right situations uh, and then our defense had to be on the field uh, uh, too much. Um, it was just lack of uh, execution uh, on my part and lack of execution on, on third downs. We knew that uh, they were going to bring pressure. We had, we had to win those one-on-one battles and, and convert. And we get into and so uh, we put ourselves in the situations that we shouldn't be in. And, and uh, they did what they they were known to do, is to bring those exotic blitzes. And so um, I'll take the blame on that. Our, I thought our defense played well. I, I thought our defense played well. Um, we gave them some short fields that uh, they had to stop. Uh, but uh, that second half, they came back and shut those guys down. And and uh, one thing that I I told them th- today that I. Their legacy is, and it's a tough, and they got uh, all the cards stacked against them. And we're playing on E right now and we're, uh, with uh, our personnel, but um, they don't quit. And they don't play hard, so.
4: You talk about the play up front, specifically the offensive line. What was the difference in the first half and the second half? I know the injury to Ben Scott obviously probably played a factor too. We tried to simplify it a little bit,
5: uh,
3: um, especially when we uh, um, were dropping back. The half, and then I thought they did a good job. Uh, containing that that front line. Um, and then uh, you know were Trenton now and we came in and, and and he did what uh, he needed to do. Um, we went down and didn't score in the red zone that that one time and that's so we would have had a shot to go four touchdowns. Um, and so um, it's just playing from behind was too much uh, and, and uh, we didn't have any any time uh, left uh, to catch back up.
6: You, you were very shorthand kind of going into the game you yes, know, there' was a lot of guys that got banged up. some some of them came back and tried to keep going.
3: What was like kind of going into it and then through the game? Uh, yeah, we, we are short that's Chris. And uh, uh, we got guys that, uh, that stepped up, um, and nobody wants to uh, make an excuse that uh, it's football. And at this time of the year, everybody's banged up. Uh, but uh, we are uh, really banged up. And, but um, those guys who came in, I thought, did really, really well. Um, and uh, they had fun playing, and, and uh, they worked all this five, six months uh, practicing, and now they have a chance to, to play,
4: and I thought they did well. First half, Cooks had a bunch of the explosive plays, so I'm kind of locked down that in that second half. What adjustments did you see or did you make to help kind of slow down with those big plays that were hurting you so much in the first half?
3: I thought that the front box uh, did a great job
4: um, just t- doing
3: their, their job. I thought um, it was a huge improvement from last week. Um, they played with the, uh, a lot of attitude on third downs. The, the emphasis was really good on third downs. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I think it's pretty good. And so, but uh, I thought our, our secondary locked down uh, their receivers, and then we put uh, had five, six, seven guys in the box that, that contained the run. And so they did a good job, I thought. Uh, from last week to this
5: week, they did a good job. So, Sean, you got the two games left. Unfortunately, both eligibility this is not you know, a factor anymore. Yep. Is, is this a matter of just a finish with as much pride, as much resiliency as you can these last two games?
3: Absolutely. I, I'm going to make sure, and I told our coaches, we will make sure we take care of these guys. Uh, we just had a, a, a good talk, and, and those guys are going to finish um, and leave their legacy of a team that uh, will never quit. Uh, they'll come back uh, tomorrow, and we'll get ready for the next two weeks. Um, against Oregon State is important, and then we know what the week got after that. Our guys will play, and they'll play hard as they can the next two weeks, and then we'll figure it out. But uh, I'm going to have a great time with these, uh, with these kids and our coaches the next two weeks, and then we'll see what happens.
7: Was that something that happened
3: early in the yeah, he was banged up. I think after the second series, um, and then he tried to play, but it just uh, it tightened up on him. And you know, we're not gonna. Uh, I told our kids that uh, their health is more important than anything else, and so we won't let him go back in.
4: That's being looked at as potentially keeping him out for a stretch.
3: I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I I usually get with the docs right after this, and I'll find out exactly what uh, um, the extent of the injury is. But uh, um, hopefully, it's it's not too bad, and uh, he can get
8: he can get going. But. I wasn't going to put him out in that situation uh, tonight. Over the last few games, there's been some situations where teams have been trying to have to, to rally from a big deficit, and it seems like they always are. You know, fighting, never trying to quit. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute those, the mentality to? I just think that their character. You know,
7: um,
8: I told them I was proud of
3: them, and I get prouder every week because I see that fight. Um, they could have just. Uh, uh, just they just quit after that first half. You know it's cold out there, and and, and uh, uh, they could have wanted to get it done with, and just came back in. But they fought the whole way through, and I've seen that through every single game that we played, uh, and we'll see that for the next two two weeks. And so um, uh, there is resiliency in this group, and I'm
9: proud of.
4: He's a, he's
3: a great
9: leader, um,
3: and he's the guy that he's uh, our vocal leader. Um, he had a compliment about in the ending of the third quarter, or oh, at the end of the third quarter before the fourth quarter, the referee came up to me and said that uh, number one, not only does he is he positive and hard, but he's positive to those other guys in making sure that the game is clean and, and uh, um, everybody's playing hard. And so he's that type of leader, and uh, he'll have a uh, nice career after his, uh, f- this college football season is done. And how uh, do you know? You know, he, he tried to go all week, um, and again, uh, I told him I trusted him. And if he's not 100% ready to go, and there's any doubt, um, I trust that uh, um, he'll let me know. And he just he just couldn't go. And he practiced the whole week, but he just wasn't able to uh, to go. And with Roe, was that an injury or an illness? Illness, illness, illness yeah. And we, and we still have a, a bunch, of, bunch of guys uh, with illness, but uh, this time of year, I guess.
10: Thanks, guys. I appreciate
0: it. I feel like we came out with no energy, but, you know. Thank God that's over with. My goodness, I apologize. <clears throat> I wasn't, I, I was debating and playing it. Another podcast I listened to that covers, Doug Frowns Unplugged. He didn't even do it, and, but I'm like, well, maybe I will, and that might make me different, or I don't, I don't want to say better, but, <laughs> because I was terrible, Um, but, um there you have it. I didn't even miss it. I, I guess I missed the even the, the news, but Trenton Bourget out with illness along with other members of the of the team. So I don't even know if you guys were even able to um understand any of that or or if you just kind of skipped ahead already. Um But anyway, Trenton Bourget out with or illness. So um yeah, I missed all of that completely. So Um, anyway, uh, glad that is done and over with. So we'll go ahead and, um, move on to, um, to the Coyotes next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, back with some Coyotes. And uh, um, Like I said Gonna go ahead and do um, Saturday and Sunday Kind of uh, Combined So we'll go ahead and Get into Saturday first And uh, The uh, winning streak Comes to an end For the Coyotes After three games The first three games on the road The Coyotes Uh, dropped um, now two games. Um, So they won three games in a row, and now they've lost the last two, Um, uh, starting with the uh, New Jersey Devils. And I was actually able to watch uh, this game. Um, But uh, the only goals scored were off of uh, power plays for the Yotes um first off though six minutes and 29 seconds um was a was New Jersey with a score and then just a couple minutes later off of power play um Dylan Gunther um with uh michelli on the assist uh tying it up and then um 9 uh, 27 Hughes would go ahead and, and score for the Devils, making it one to two. We roll into the second period. Um, Yotes would follow it up with their score eight twenty nine. Clayton Keller on a power play with Boyd uh, on the assist, two to two. Um, and then eleven nineteen, uh, New Jersey would score again, two to three. And uh, but Yotes that was it for them 14 uh, 15 mark um, off of power play New Jersey would score again making it uh, 4 to 2 so kind of stinks to have that uh, that end for the Yotes 18 shots on goal for the Yotes Um, 26 for New Jersey Um, face offs uh, New Jersey, 39, and uh, um, Yotes uh, with 28. That's a 58.2% for New Jersey for their winning percentage off the face-offs and 418 winning percentage for the uh, Yotes. Um, nine penalties, though, for uh, the Yotes for 18 minutes. 6 for 12 minutes for New Jersey. Block shots 10. Um and then uh let's see. Um takeaways are excuse me, excuse me. Block shots 10 for the Oats, 6 for the New Jersey. Takeaways 8. Um New Jersey with 9. And both teams had three giveaways. And then the um power play opportunities the yotes had four they converted on two that's 50% and then um new jersey had eight um but they um only converted on one so that's a 12.5% and again penalty kill for the yotes stellar i mean they had eight they only did one absolutely stellar there's uh no way that this game should have shouldn't have been you know a lot higher. Yotes, uh, unfortunately lost, but they only lost by two, and they it could have been a lot worse. Um, a really really red hot, um, New Jersey team, and at the time a red hot, um, Coyotes team in New Jersey would ha- go ahead and win it. Um, and then we move on to Sunday's matchup the Yotes at the Rangers and uh um it was Rangers uh early but not too early and, uh, only in the second period no goals no goals scored in the uh first period uh 1505 mark uh unassisted goal for the Rangers and then 1623 Uh, another one two to nothing in favor of the Rangers we go into third period 439 off of a power play three to nothing and then Yotes would finally answer back with their one and only goal um, 833 mark uh, Clayton Keller off a power play and Nick Ritchie on the assist um, one to three and then um, 1143 mark Carpenter would get their last goal 1-4 one to four would be the um, final for the Yotes. Uh, Thirty-two shots on goal uh, to the Rangers' twenty-seven. Um, Thirty-two face-offs, one for the Yotes to the Rangers' twenty. That's a sixty-one point five percent win rate, and then uh, thirty-eight point five for the. Um, Rangers, six power play opportunities for the Yotes. Unfortunately, they only converted on one. That's a 16.7%. And, again, the penalty kill, uh, stellar. It seems, I mean, at this point, ever since I've been uh, doing all this for the Yotes, um, and even well before this, uh, four power play opportunities, only one converted for the Rangers, 25%. Um, Mm, Let's see, penalties, 5 for the Yotes for 10 minutes, 7 for 14 for the Rangers. Block shots, 17 for the Rangers, 13 for the Yotes, uh, 16 takeaways for the Rangers, 7 for the Yotes, and 14 giveaways for the Rangers, 13 for the Yotes. So that's everything Saturday and Sunday uh, by the numbers-wise. Um, for the Yotes, here is just some post game for from Bally Sports Arizona, um, just on the um, Rangers game. Um, so here is the guys.
5: Scoring was Barkley Goodrow. It was scoreless at the end of one, and then Goodrow in the second got the Rangers rolling.
11: Yeah, a little bit of a bounce, ugly play down low, goes uh, right off a Coyote foot and right onto the stick of goudreau right place right time that's a a gift with a bow on it right there he gets his first of the season i believe and then fox on the best defenseman in this game gets his fifth of the year ninth point in his last six games and that was momentum and the coyotes really mad he were never able to get it back Chris Kreider in front on the deflection
5: of the Zibanejad centering feed That made it 3-0 at 439. And then the Coyotes would cut into the lead.
11: Yeah, beautiful play there by Reggie. Clayton Keller finishes that one off. Top shelf ripper over the blocker of Shesterkin. And Clayton Keller continues to stay hot. And then it was Carpenter, his first of the season, gets another big goal. The fourth line gets on the board. So lots of life. Here for the Rangers who came into this game, Maddie, losing four of their last
2: five games. This is a big win for them.
0: So, um, that's even worse, kind of to hear. They lost uh, the Rangers, lost four of their last five, um, and the Yotes have now lost two in a row. So they are five games in on this very, very long road trip, and uh, it continues in Las Vegas. So actually, right now, uh, the Yotes, um, after that game uh, Sunday, are, uh, are home. They're that home, just kind of enjoying some time um, before they, uh, they play Las Vegas next um, so even though they're still on the road, they're in their own beds as of right now. Um, so that's good. Hopefully that you know makes a difference. Although, like I said, they started that road trip off well. So we'll see how they can go from, from here. Up next on Big Sky Sports Talk, everything from Sunday. Um, Mainly, well, the Cardinals is, is all that's left on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I am back, and I know I hadn't uh, mentioned um, going into uh, Cardinals, uh, but I uh, and I, I apologize for um, to ASU and ASU men's bas- basketball and, and men's basketball fans. I just uh, slipped me slipped my mind, and um, I um, and I forgot. Um, about um ASU men's basketball like I said it was uh so forgive me but I did say that it was uh a really really big and uh busy sports weekend um so um that you will forget something but um here it is and there's there's not a lot to it I don't have um any sound for uh Bobby Hurley but uh, a tough one in overtime 67 to 66 in favor of Texas Southern um so now ASU is 2 and 1 on the se- season uh Texas Southern 1 and 2 um so that was their first win uh, so that that's even worse uh, just uh sucks but um it was uh um swack uh sunday is is kind of what they were uh naming it and uh what i remember hearing um you know listening to to the game um i wasn't able to catch it all because of uh uh, uh sunday uh, events uh that happened um it was like going on um like, right after church, and then, so I missed some of that, and then I was uh, watching, so I was listening before I went to eat, and then wasn't able to watch anything while I was eating, and then by the time I was done eating, it was uh, pretty much wrapped up with, but um, ASU did have, um, didn't start out well, so that that was not a good sign. They did kind of uh, pick it up a little bit later, but And, of course, losing in overtime, it was much too late. But Frankie Collins, 23 points, 7 of 14 from the field, 8 of 9 at the line. P.J. Henry, 22 points, um, 8 of 16 from the field, and 2 of 5 at the line for Texas Southern. Um, uh, Warren Washington uh, for uh, ASU, 14 rebounds, 9 defensive and 5 offensive. And then... um, Carl Nicholas uh, for um, Texas Southern, nine rebounds, three defensive and six offensive. Frankie Collins, three assists, five turnovers in 36 minutes. P.J. Henry, four assists, two turnovers in 31 minutes. For Arizona State, um, Alonzo Gaffney gets the start. Um, 20 minutes, 0 of 2 from uh, the field, including 0 of 1 from deep. Two rebounds, one assist, and of course, no points. Um, Washington, 29 minutes, 4 of 10 from the field, 14 rebounds, and 10 points. Uh, Cambridge, 29 minutes, 2 of 7 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep. One rebound, one assist, only 5 points. Frankie Collins, 36 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 23 points. And then Desmond, Cambridge um 23 minutes one of seven from the uh field oh of uh four from deep one rebound three assists and two points so only two guys in double figures um for the whole team and it was washington and uh, frankie collins uh so not very good not very good at all um bench didn't do too much better um brennan with 12 12 minutes a point um Nunez 20 minutes eight points. DJ Horn, who had a great game. Uh, last game, uh coming off the bench 29 minutes, he only had nine points. And uh, uh Muhammad had eight points in twenty minutes. Um for Texas Southern um Barnes 25 minutes, five points. Nicholas, 23 minutes, nine. Uh Walker the third, forty-three minutes sixteen. Um, Mortal, uh, 24 minutes 10. Henry, 31 minutes 22. Um, so that's already three guys in double figures. Um, to me, that's the difference in the game. Um, Carter, 25 minutes 2. A couple guys with 0, and then, uh, uh, Gilliam, 41 minutes 3. So, um, Definitely the difference in uh, starter production. Um, ASU, 23 minutes, or 23 minutes, 23 of 67 in front of the field. That's 34.3%. From deep, 5 of 23, only 21.7. And at the line, 15 of 17, 88.2. Texas Southern, 27 of 68, 39.7%. From deep, 6 of 17, that's 35.3%. And at the line 7 of 19, 36.8%. So, um, better percentage, um, from the field overall and the, uh, from deep from Texas Southern, a little, uh, a little bit lower, well, not just a little bit, a lot lower, um, at the line for Texas Southern versus ASU, um but they out-rebounded ASU 50-41 to 41 with 16 offensive boards and 34 defensive boards. ASU only had 10 and 31. Um, ASU did have one more assist with 11 and 10, um, one more steal with 7 and 6, and um, uh, eight uh, blocks to Texas Southern Street. So great defensively, terrible on the boards, terrible uh, shooting and um more or no fewer turnovers with 13 and 18 uh more fouls with uh, 17 and 16 and uh they had the larger lead 12 to 5 so um just it's 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 all in the offense it's all in the shooting uh great um great defense terrible rebounding um that, that's that's what it is again 67 to 66 was the final in in overtime so yeah that that's that um, tomorrow um, they play uh, um, BCU which is a, a Virginia uh, Commonwealth um, so yeah uh, that and that right now it's it's almost 50-50 it's a 53.3% for VCU and 49.7% uh ASU so that's how the matchup predictor has um but anyway that is everything um ASU men's basketball up next is um Arizona Cardinals All right, I'm back with some Cardinals and finally talking about a Cardinals win, 27 to 17 over the Rams. And and before I really get too far into it, um, I want to back up to my uh, uh, Saturday tailgate show, if uh, you guys were able to listen to that um, up to this point i made a statement you know kind of regarding uh the quarterback situation for the cardinals and matthew stafford but i I, uh, mainly for the cardinals with uh kyler murray potentially kind of a game time decision questionable was his status um with the uh um hamstring injury um that uh, was uh, that happened last game, um, and I said I kind of want to see Colt McCoy, and we uh, jump ahead um, to to uh, Sunday morning. We had an early game in Germany uh, between the uh, Buccaneers and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks lost. So. Um, if you follow me on uh, on Facebook at uh, Big Sky Sports Talk, I uh, shared the Arizona Cardinals game day post and said, if this game was not already big enough, it's bigger now with a uh, Seahawks loss earlier today in, in Germany, uh, the Cardinals must capitalize on this fact. And... Um, then a little bit later the inactive list came out and Kyler Murray and Stafford were um, inactive so it was going to be John Wolford um, for uh, the Rams and and I got my my wish with um, Colt McCoy and again the only reason why I wanted that to happen or I felt like it would have been good good to happen is um, that Colt would provide a spark. and that is exactly what happened. First quarter, Matt Gay, they would get the uh, uh, the Rams would get the uh, ball first. All they could muster up was a 36 yard field goal. It was good, three to nothing. And then uh, Tristan Viscano they were signed Saturday. Uh, only been with the team for one day. 13 seconds remaining in the uh first quarter 36 yards out tied it up 3 to three. Second quarter we go um uh 100 uh, 100 um uh, 1 uh, minute 56 seconds remaining in the second quarter um James Conner um uh ten to uh uh or four yard run, excuse me, touchdown. Um Biscano on the uh kick. Kick is good. Ten to three. After a turnover, twenty four seconds remaining. AJ Green from Colt McCoy. It was a nice uh pass vintage AJ Green 17 to three. It, that's your halftime score. In the third quarter, uh Daryl Henderson, um uh, four yard run. Matt Gay kick is good, 17-10. Uh, um, fourth quarter we go, 7 minutes and 41 seconds remaining. Um, James Conner, 9-yard touchdown run. Uh, Viscano uh, kick is good, 24-10. to 10. Um, And then a field goal, 3 minutes and 44 seconds just to kind of uh, finish them off, 46 yards out. Field goal is good, 27-10. And then seven seconds remaining in the game. Van Jefferson, three-yard pass from John Wolford. Uh, Matt Gay, kick is good. 27-17, that is your final score. Colt McCoy, 26 of 37. Um, Nine of 11 in that first drive. And interestingly enough, um, like, all passes. uh, Well, not all passes, but it was like first... Seven plays were all passes. Um. You you heard on the broadcast from Dave Pass and Ron Wolfley how Colt McCoy was very decisive. of The ball got the ball out quick. knew where he was going um, with it. Uh, pre-sap read was was you know right on it. Um. For two hundred and thirty-eight yards, one touchdown. John Wolford uh 24 of 36 212 yards one touchdown one interception um James Conner 27 carries 69 yards two scores Cam Akers six carries 22 yards DeAndre Hopkins 10 receptions 98 yards Tyler Higbee eight receptions 73 yards um Cardinals 18 first downs, uh, 11 from passing, uh, 6 from uh, rushing, and then 1 from penalties. Rams, also 18 first downs, 12 passing, 6 rushing, uh, 0 from penalties. Third down efficiency, uh, Cardinals 5 of 15, Um, Rams 3 of 11. Fourth down, Cardinals 3 of 3, Rams 2 of 2, 65 total plays. On 298 total yards and 11 drives, 4.6 yards per play for the uh, cardinals, 60 plays, on 256 total yards, 11 drives, 4.3 yards per play. Um, passing 100 or 220 for the Cardinals on 5.6 yards per pass for the Rams, 190 on 4.8 yards per pass. Um sacks two uh on uh Colt McCoy for eighteen yards, three on John Wolford for nineteen yards, um rushing seventy-eight yards on three yards per rush for the Cardinals, sixty-six yards for three point three for the Rams. Red zone efficiency three of four for the Cardinals, two of three for the Rams. Um, penalties high for the Cardinals, 10 for 67 yards. Um, but, uh, 5 for 29 for the Rams. Though they had penalties, the Cardinals did, it didn't seem to be some that would just kill drives. I, I don't remember hearing any of that. 32 minutes and one second for the Cardinals, time of possession, and then, um, 27 minutes and 59 seconds for the Rams. Two total turnovers for the Rams: a interception thrown and a fumble loss. A fumble that was uh, should have been um, a scoop and score for um, uh, JJ Watt. So uh, there, there's that. And just as a recap, here is everything and what it uh, what it sounded like just a quick uh, recap of, of the game um, between the Cardinals and the Rams that's how you play complimentary football
9: with these backup quarterbacks so here's Matt Gay 36
12: yard attempt so here's Tristan Viscato signed yesterday Matt crater under the weather. Fourth kicker of the season for the Cardinals. Cardinals Rams tied at three. First and goal. Here is Connor. Takes oh. it in for an Arizona touchdown.
9: Now watch the left sides. They do a tremendous job, and the center do a really good job of blocking. They go and get that double team, open up the hole. Man, you don't you can't ask for anything better than that.
12: Now 8 of 14, he's hit, oh. ball comes loose, picked up at the 30-yard line, but now a whistle.
9: DeAndre Hopkins has been all over the place, the one spot, two spot, wherever you need him to be. To the end zone, oh. A.J.
12: Green makes the catch, spectacular
9: for Cardinals touchdown. A.J. Green, at one point, was one of the top two, three receivers, and his both feet are in. Two, two, three receivers in the NFL. He had some tremendous days in Cincinnati. comes over to Arizona, and he has done that so many times. Look at the body control, the awareness, both feet inbounds. Controls the football all the way through. That is a phenomenal catch. I'm surprised that McVay hasn't gone to a different offensive guy, knowing that he could be a decoy. Second down
12: and eight. Wolford wrapped up. Down he goes, J.J. Watt, with the sack and the celebration. As the Cardinals start from their 20-yard line. McCoy, under pressure on first down. Able to get rid of it.
9: One more drive, in
12: the season. From the 41 on first down, Wolford complete. Higby on the screen, first down and more. Big B, all the way down to the Arizona 34-yard line. You gotta go out there. Yeah, Third and goal for inside the five. Henderson, touchdown! From the 28, McCoy fires, at it's caught. Nice adjustment made by DeAndre Hopkins, who takes it into Rams territory. Here's McCoy on fourth and three, looking for Rondell Moore, and Moore makes the catch! Wow! A spectacular catch! Moore with nine receptions today. Here's Connor. Touch to the outside. Already has a touchdown today. He dives, and he's in!
9: Let's take a look, gets around David Long. Both feet still in bounds, stretches across the pile, and that is a touchdown. Powell was getting a little more action today, so good to see him get that reception.
12: Oh, this pass picked off. Yes, he's playing this afternoon. Buda Baker across midfield, inside the 40. Now to the 30, finally tackled by Henderson at the 25-yard line.
0: I don't usually interrupt these things, but I'm going to right here. And this shows tremendous leadership. Um, if you watched Hard Knocks, you heard about, um, you know, everything that uh, Budabaker Baker brings, all the leadership. I mean, he was kind of the star of the show. Um, I said, why wasn't that uh, Kyler Murray standing up and, and, you know, getting fired up, making the speech that Buda Baker made. Buda Baker injures his uh, um, ankle on a high ankle sprain, supposed to be out at minimum three weeks. Um, He was injured, didn't practice all the way up until Friday, uh, practice was a game time decision. I thought he wasn't going to be in. He comes in. He's actually was limping on um, like every, every, after every play, just about makes that interception. Um, still limping from, you know, uh, previous plays from the last week, makes an interception. I don't know how the heck he does that. First off, getting on the field, secondly, doing what you have to do to play football on a high ankle sprain, no less, um, and getting a pick just tremendous leadership, uh, for, from, uh, Buda Baker and, you know, high, high ankle sprains are pretty serious. Um, I I don't want to say they're more serious than hamstrings. I don't know. Um, I think Kyler Murray probably, probably could have gone, um, and, uh, you you know I don't I don't know what's up there. I have some mixed thoughts with the Kyler Murray not going. I mean, it didn't matter because they got the win. But um, you have Booty Baker on the high ankle sprain playing the game, gets an interception, and Kyler Murray's on, on the sideline uh, with a hamstring injury. Probably could have played as well. Um, you know, big like a must win for your team and which leader is playing and which leader is not and, and what do you even say kyler's a leader shouldn't even call him a leader in my opinion i should i should have said which guys playing and which leader is uh, you know um which leader's playing and which guy not even using the word late moniker of leader is on the bench just just incredible um i uh, inspirational for uh, if especially if you're a player
9: right there in your screen top right and what's going to happen again Wolford he's having issues inside the pocket just not accurate just flat out not accurate Ben Skoronek tries to jump for it you see it's behind him Isaiah Simmons makes a
0: that's Skoronek not Skoronek Skoronek Ben Skoronek anyway
9: fantastic play to get that ball out and Buda Baker very opportunistic now I'm just amazed, he's running full speed, no limp anywhere. Looking like a running back slash punt returner trying to score a touchdown. Running in, Sean Harlow. Get the field goal set up. Biscato's kick is good.
12: The only man to win defensive player of the year in the NFL, three times. Walford to the end zone, it is caught. For a touchdown by Van Jefferson.
0: And I don't know what was going on between a couple of these plays with no sound. It's not me. It's just they, those plays didn't have any sound. And he did a tremendous job not in allowing it, leading them to a 10-point victory. Cardinals go
12: to 4-6. 11-3 on the road over the last two seasons. The two buddies, Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVeigh.
0: Here's the victory speech.
11: Hey, you listen, you can feel it from the start. Energy, right, was right. Alright, passion was right. Execution, we can still do a lot better. We all know that. Alright? Best football's out in front of us, but let's keep grinding. Alright, that's a good start. Some game balls. Alright, first off, gotta shout out the offensive line, the home world. Great job. Hey, we got four guys out there that weren't starting at the beginning of the season at Old Man Beach, all right, still rolling. <laughs> That's a hell of a job battle. That's a good D front, great job O-line. Next up, all right, with eight catches and 94 yards, one of the best four-down catches, you will see Rondell Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh <yeah. laughs> great job, all right. all
11: right. With 10 catches and 98 yards, De'Andre Hopkins. All
8: right.
11: With a sack and a forced fumble, Duval County, Myjay Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, with our newest member of the team got here last night in <laughs> two field goals, three extra points, This Caino. Where you at? Where you at, man? Nice job. Nice job, all right? With two touchdowns rushing, number six, James Conner. Good. All right. And with ten tackles, two pass defended, one interception dropped, we got my boy Ham. Where you at, Ham?
0: (laughs) That one interception dropped is just kind of a uh, a callback to previously, you know, just uh, (laughs) uh, the – some of the guys giving each other a hard time of who can, who's ca- who can catch who can't. Um, of course, the always long running joke. Well, that's the reason why they're on a uh, 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 cornerback, uh, folks. Is you know they can't they can't catch. That's why they didn't make it as a wide receiver. So anyway, but they all the them boys always give each other a hard time. I've talked about it a couple of games ago um, against the Saints. Uh, they were talking about it just. Uh, you know, giving each other a hard time. So, that was just kind of uh, Cliff having fun there.
11: 26 of 37, 240 yards, one touchdown. Number 12, Colton McCoy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice job. Chances. And then, they told me at the beginning of the week there was absolutely zero chance he was gonna play. Then he gets an interception, seal the game. For- Ruda Baker, where you at? <laughs>
8: great job great, great job fellas y'all get a break good
0: just unbelievable again uh Buda Baker and Rondell Moore that catch that uh you know you heard and then of course Cliff uh talking about that throw um to Rondell um was on a rope, dad gum it on a dad gum rope. I tell you, uh, just it was crazy. Um, and and I felt that way about how the ball was caught. Um, before I saw it, I that was my first time seeing the, the 60 and six is what they what the Cardinals call that is 60 minutes and six, uh, in six minutes or six, yeah, so 60 minutes of football, which is a whole game in six minutes. I, I think that video was you know 4 minutes but anyway you get the point uh and so that's my first time watching that and it was it was a dime it was uh I just I I you know Colt he's good he's great great backup um quarterback and uh he'll get you you know two or three wins he is now 3 and 1 as a starter so there's, there's that um, but here is uh, Cliff Kingsbury and, and I kind of feel like some of these answers to these questions were kind of sending messages to Kyler Murray and, and I'll you know of I'll try my best to kind of point them out. Um, this I did listen to. Um, I normally don't I normally kind of react live, but I did listen to this. so here is Cliff Kingsbury after the game.
7: Obviously, having Colt out there, it looked like a carbon
11: copy, frankly, of the games he won last year, the same kind of efficient offense and and steady play. Yeah, that's uh, a credit to him, man, to be able to go out there and do that first playing time of the season, really. um, Didn't do much in training camp, had a couple injuries come up, had an injury to start the season, and still be able to settle in and just get the ball out, avoid the negative plays, be efficient, do all those things, Um, and the whole week during practice, the way he lead and professionalism there early, stayed late, you know, communication was just through the roof. It was awesome to see. close. Um, yeah, I think he's trending closer. Um, we just, like I said, we want him to be able to take off. When he takes off, go as fast as you can run and, and use those, those gifts he has, and, and he wouldn't have been able to do that today. How much different do you think right now they feel in the media
5: after 10 games, just without this way that-
11: yeah, I mean it's I mean, it's been a struggle, there's no doubt this season. Um, we haven't played up to our standards yet and we're coached and um, that's something that we'll continue to work to do. But uh, to come in here another team that was struggling and trying to find an identity kinda of like ourselves and find a way to get it done is a good step in the right direction. Could you give an update on Zach? Yeah, it was tough. Um, it's a knee I, I don't know the severity or the extent at this point but he's a huge uh part of our team leader work ethic all those things and tremendous player so you, you hate to see that and you hate to see cooper cup as well i mean same type of guy that just does it right all the time tremendous player so i hated to see both those guys go down
0: um talking about cooper cup and Zach Ertz, uh when came out of cost Zach Ertz, uh went down with a knee didn't know at the time but uh we fast forward to uh, uh, yesterday and it is a ACL. He was uh, he walked off on his own power and then later kind of you know carted uh, off the field and you know just saw it in his face just totally devastated and uh, you know that's usually how those those things happen you know the devastation of the knee injury I feel like you know then the disappointment, and everything that comes with it, I feel like that hurts more. And if you've ever had one, you can tell me if it, it does. It hurt more, you know, knowing that's a lost season. You could be out there helping your team, but you have this knee injury, and you're out for the rest of the season. And you know, uh, we have a long road of recovery. But um, you know, the the pain of all that hurt more than you know the actual injury itself and you just saw on um on uh his his face um his being Ertz's face and then cooper cup also uh, i don't know if what his was but he uh, he didn't return to the game i didn't, hadn't heard anything on a cooper cup um and then uh i uh also wanted to mention Colt McCoy who did miss some time uh during the game he was he was down taken to the middle content and of course came back and finished the game I'm not sure um what happened with him either um but uh anyway there's there's a little bit of um injury um news for you
11: uh it was awesome um great catch you know he's the consummate professional. Uh, he's continued to work hard and handle his business, continues to, you know, mentor those young receivers. And, and I can't say enough good things about him. So to see him uh, make a huge fourth down catch and then the touchdown was was great to see. After, going, after what he's gone
12: through, basically since Green Bay last year mm-hmm. to now, like, for him to have a game like this, what can it do
11: to a person? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he he has not blinked through everything, all the adversity, all the things going on. Um, he just continues to work hard. and do his job and treat people the right way. So I am a huge AJ fan, and hopefully we can get him more involved as the season goes on. On the MyJ
12: strip sack Fondale, there, a, a <coughs> there, and it could have been a
11: touchdown? Yeah, them? we felt like it, I mean, I, I get why he blew it. I mean, he thought it was a forward pass, but at least we were able to secure it and score there. But um, I know JJ was not happy. Different energy,
1: right? It almost felt like you guys had like your backs against the wall. So what would you attribute that energy difference
11: today? Yeah, I you know, think Cole had a lot to do with it um, on offense, just the, his presence, how he carried himself. Um, being 36, he understands his opportunities for him don't come along very often anymore. So I thought all week during practice, guys felt that. Like there was a sense of urgency, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to show what I can do, and um, this is my opportunity. And, and when you have that type of energy, I think it carried over. And then Buda was a, was a huge um, part of the defensive um, you know, energy, I would say. Beginning of the week, everybody told me there's no chance he can play. It's going to be three weeks. And then he just kept working, kept working. And I know he was still hurting out there. went out there and played, and, and that really inspired the entire team.
0: This – that's kind of – this is where I was talking about, and I'm going to try to rewind it back and, and play it for you again um, after I say what I'm going to say. Um, a couple of games ago – um uh, it was uh, Greg Moore that a- asked that question um, that just now. But Greg Moore a couple of games ago asked, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it was a very fair question. I can't remember exactly the the question, but it was just kind of you. You can tell that um, Cliff it hit him you know, wrong. You know, he did did not like the question. It was it, it was a tougher question. Oh, I remember what it was. It was a question of um why do you um have um smaller, wider receivers like Rondell Moore uh out blocking, you know, bigger safeties, bigger corners, um and uh, other guys on the defense and uh and and Cliff just you know, what you can tell he was frustrated, just kinda answered, you know, as quickly as he could. And almost as if, you know, that's a kind of stupid question. Um, you know, almost as, you know, he said, I think, I think he said something along the lines, we, you know, that's just who we have or, you know, um, um, it's, it's work, it's working for us or, you know, whatever, um, it, any receiver should be willing to block. I, I don't. I can't remember exactly how he answered, and I wish I had it right up. I can play it for you. Um, but uh, usually when, um, certain guys ask questions, and especially like that, like that one that just kind of really sets you off, you're already like on the defense from the question, and. Uh, or you know, pertaining to the the guy that's asking it, and I don't know if Cliff was on the defense there, but you know, usually a question like what he asked about, you know, it seems like the energy was up, you know, that he just asked there, that uh, it, it usually give all kinds of cliche things, but Cliff, you know, took some time to answer it, wanted to, um, you know, kind of be a little bit more thorough. Um, and again I don't know if it has to do with you know Greg Moore or not but I like to think it does because normally I don't you know normally i you really feel like that cliff wouldn't be thorough so after me mentioning that and then that's where that's the question that I was kind of really waiting for as far as to th- you know not not really throw shade at Kyler from the head coach but more so um along the lines of um, sending him a message, and the first thing that he s- starts with is that the sense of urgency of cult, and then of course, um, uh, Buddha Baker, you know, felt like that was the difference. So let me rewind it, and then I'm gonna uh, have you um listen to it again. Let's see oh come on go further back than that I want to see if it's here oh yeah it's right here All right, here it is.
1: You guys were different energy, right? It almost felt like you guys had like your backs against the wall. To so what would you attribute that energy difference today?
11: Yeah, I, you know, think cold had a lot to do with it um, on offense. Just the, his presence, how he carried himself. Um, being 36, he understands opportunities for him don't come along very often anymore. So I thought all week during practice, guys felt that like there was a sense of urgency. Hey, I'm going to go out. and I'm going to show what I can do, and um, this is my opportunity. And, and when you have that type of energy, I think it carried over. And then Buddha was a was a huge um, part of the defensive, um, you know, energy. I would say beginning of the week, everybody told me there's no chance he can play. It's going to be three weeks, and then. He just kept working, kept working, and I know he was still hurting out there. We went out there and played, and, and that really inspired the entire team.
0: So I again, I, I you know, I I don't want to I don't want to read into anything, but I kind of am um, as far as you know the person answering the question. You know, being a tough question. You know, a couple weeks ago about the wide receivers and. You know horizontal kind of offense and and stuff like that when you kind of get questions like that you're already on the defensive because you feel like you're being attacked for your philosophy or whatever and then you know the same guy asks this question you know and says hey you know you felt like you back away against the wall there's a little, little bit different energy and then he goes ahead and says what he says about cold sense of urgency you know determined to practice and play hard and, and, and all that, you know, kind of the subtle messages there, you know, almost like, hey, Kyler, you know, this guy had a sense of urgency. He was, you know, he he was practicing hard and studying hard and prepared himself well, you know, maybe he's something you should be doing. You know, I anyway, I I don't know if you felt that way that I, that I do, but I wanted you to kind of hear that again and, and just kind of, Maybe maybe it uh, might make you think, oh, that's the way I felt. In, anyway, here's the rest.
1: Uh, thought maybe to keep him out, there was a couple plays. So, first of all, I saw him limp Right, I think you could see it. There were a couple – he had a safety blitz and came all the way back and tackled the receiver like 15 yards downfield. That guy doesn't slow down, so did you think to protect him from himself by keeping him out of the lineup, or how'd that go?
11: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fine line you walk with him. You know, he, he will push through things that most people won't, and he wants to be out there, so you got to, uh, at times, um, take care of him. But I thought he handled himself well, and uh, what a tremendous interception he had there to seal the game.
0: There it is again. He will push, talking about Buda Baker, he will push – Um. Past things that other people won't. You had two guys, two leaders, uh, well, one leader and then one leader. I do the air quotes uh, for Kyler Murray, both out with, you know, injuries. Hamstrings tend to linger. Um, high ankle, you, it's just really, you know, three weeks is the minimum, usually. It's usually three to six sometimes eight weeks on the high ankle sprain. One played, the other different. Didn't, um, you know, and, and um, I I don't know for certain if, if Cliff is kind of throwing shade and throwing messages towards Kyler. But, you know, he just said it. Some guys do, some guys don't. I mean, and then last year you had J.J. Watt doing so much to try to get back. You know, he's one of those guys that would the the guys that do, Kyler. What are you doing? You know, uh, are you going to continue to be the guys that don't? Um. So I, I, mean, I don't know, and some of it might be out of his control. Maybe Kyler did want to play. I don't know. Um, maybe we'll find out. Uh, from hard knocks or not. Maybe some of that is um Keim and 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 uh michael protecting their investment that they just made in kyler murray um because it does seem at times that you know uh you know the called run and plays don't happen because because of stuff like this that kyler's injured and you know i i don't know um but i definitely feel like it's a message and i hope Ky- kyler receives it if he doesn't we're going to be in the same boat year after year after year you know maybe maybe the winds are better you know and some years and some years they're not but you know the just the leadership qualities that kyler doesn't have that other guys have he, he needs to su- take some notes
11: yeah that was a big big you know fourth down um to make that, it reminded me of the one he caught against Minnesota last year, which was even a better catch. But on fourth down, to, to come up like he did and make that one was was huge. And he continues to get better and better. Um, and I just think he'll get more confident and as we go, uh, continue to make plays like that. Were you
7: just thinking about sealing the game at that point? Well,
11: fourth on fourth down? Yeah, I, I thought we had a chance to put it away. And um, I liked our matchups there. You know, we knew we'd get man coverage, and I liked our matchup uh, with Rondell and Colt made a tremendous throw and he made a heck of a catch. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, you're going to try to maximize what each guy does the best and and personnel and things of that nature. But we were really good in the first half avoiding the negative plays. I think we had 38 snaps and only one negative play. Second half, we had those two big penalties to start and then uh, the sack when we were driving, which we got to avoid those. But um, he does a great job pre-snap, just recognizing, getting it out quick and and getting into those playmakers. Uh, So that's uh, been his deal since he's played. I don't know his stats in the last, whatever, four or five starts he's had for us, but it's it's efficient. It's... uh, You know, playing at a high level. is
13: this a win that could turn
11: the season around for you guys? We'll see. I mean, we know we got a big one. Um, Next week, Mexico, a bunch of things going on, a bunch of distractions against the 49ers who are uh, playing as good as anybody. So um, I think just to come out with all the injuries, all the things we had going on, four offensive linemen down, and be able to still get a victory, definitely um, will build some momentum. And we got to make sure we work hard this week in practice to to build off of that. How much did you need those rushing Scores? It was big. James had been banged up, as you know, and so we weren't able to really let him go full throttle yet this season, and that was the first game. where, we were like, hey, we're going to let you go, and you just got to be smart and communicate with us when, when you need uh, a break, but he did a great job coming downhill, and he gets better as the game goes on, as we've seen, and did a great job finishing. Did you say a little Blake Shelton? I did not. Was he here? Good. Whatever we want. He had a concert, huh, the other night? Yeah. Did you say anything
0: about I kind of... Uh, that was question was Blake Shelton that I think I saw on Facebook uh, from Blake Shelton or something like that, that the three games that uh Blake Shelton has been to, um, uh, uh you, the Cardinals have won. And, uh, so maybe he should start coming more often. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the question there is, did you see Blake Shelton? He's like, no, I didn't. What is here? And then, oh, he had a concert. That's good. So, just kind of lighthearted, but yeah, Blake Shelton, where you at, man? It, I don't, don't think you'll ever hear this podcast. But if you do, come to more Cardinals games, man. Um, you're a big Cardinals fan. I, I hear it. I've heard it several times. I've seen the photos. Um, heard you on um. Jimmy Fallon, I've heard you on The Voice. You know, you have hats, and you know Steve well. Come to some games.
1: Offensive line, they seemed a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more cohesive today than I've seen.
11: Yeah, it was, like I said, four of the five starters were down that um, the start of the season. Beach was the only one that has started every game, and, uh, you know, Coach Kugler, Coach Nagin have done a good job just trying to get those guys on the same page. And it takes time to build that rapport, but that that unit's been working together uh, for a couple weeks now and and hopefully we'll we'll get better. That's a really good defensive line, and and they held their own.
0: Yeah, that defense is is a good defensive line, and the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals has been holding up pretty well. We'll move on. Uh, I'm glad that, you know – I wait to do these because initially when I was looking through some of this stuff earlier, hadn't listened to anything, but, um, cliff Kingsbury didn't have, they didn't have anything up for Colt McCoy. And I was so frustrated. I'm like, I was excited to hear Colt. And, you know, earlier yesterday, um, nothing, um, from Colt. And then, you know, I'll wait until I record now at, uh, well, it uh, wasn't my intention to get started as late as I did, but um at three fifty-five AM um we have Colt McCoy. So here is Colt McCoy speaking to the media after the game.
10: What did they say? Huh? <coughs>
7: they left it blank.
10: Yeah. Um I still don't know. I, I think I'm gonna be all right. We'll see. Um the, the knee just banged on the turf and then I don't know if I cramped up or I don't know we'll see I'm gonna take some tests tomorrow.
7: Obviously you managed to get back in there once you went back in did you feel like you were limited in some ways or did that matter to you at that point?
10: I, it didn't affect me throwing the football but if I needed to move and go full speed I don't know I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. You said last that you're a pretty good football player. Not that we want to. I said
7: that? Okay. Um, Just, obviously you knew all week you were going to have to play, but this looked like, it looked like, you know, just carbon copied what the the games you had last year
10: and you just brought it out here. Did it it feel that comfortable? Um, I just tried to preach all week long that they got the best player in the game on their defense. They're a very good pass rush. And if the ball doesn't come out on time in rhythm, we're not going to win the game. And, you know, I think the the execution side of what we did offensively worked. Um, there was a lot that played into it. I thought the offensive line did an outstanding job. You know, when DJ went down, you know, in the, in the week, I was playing with four guys I've never played with before. Um, and so I just wanted to take care of them. They took care of me. They played outstanding. And once we uh, sort of established the passing game and and getting the ball out on time You know the James hit some nice holes and we were efficient. We had some hiccups, you know, some three and outs that I hate three and outs um, A lot of that's on me. I can I can be better um, but I just felt like overall you know once the game kind of settled in I had a pretty good grasp of of What we were trying to accomplish on offense
0: All through the broadcast as I've mentioned earlier just Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley um talking about how efficient the offense seemed and just how smooth it was. And, you know, Colt getting the ball out fast, knowing where he's going, his preset uh reads uh were were on target. Um and that comes with study and prep preparation. Um and I just can't help to think, and I don't mean to Drag Kyler through the mud. Maybe I do. I don't know, but why isn't it the same with Kyler? You know, you go back to the Kyler clause yet again. It you you can do that for every time that you see someone else doing something that he's not. Um, and, and um, I'm I'm gonna play this here in, in uh in a little bit. Um, the uh, Bickley blast i'll probably play it after all the press conferences i'll probably end with it um not in the show but in this this segment uh with it but um it was uh, dan bickley talking about should kyler be benched and i'm gonna head and say right now that i don't think he should i was talking with uh heath from uh tillman's corner sports talk please check them out and uh, anyway. Um, they, uh, uh, I was talking to him and, and I said, you know, I don't think, um, Colt is better than, than Kyler. I think his preparation is better, but as a talent and just, you know, the peer passer, the ability that he has to take off, just kind of the best of, uh, both worlds that Kyler brings, obviously, um, you're, you're, you know, nine times out of 10, your best chance to win is. Is with Kyler on the field, I you know that that's I mean you're an idiot if you'd say otherwise. Um, so that that's my thoughts on it. But, um, it just the the whole day Sunday was just was just a a refreshing, uh, if you will. And um, I love the um the professional that is Colt McCoy. Um, another thing I mentioned to Heath was, um, two, t- uh, twice over the last, or twice since, um, Nick Saban has been, um, head coach of Alabama, um, uh, the, uh, Alabama has played Texas once was Colt McCoy, and he was injured, he got injured, and then, um, just this year against, uh. Texas and uh Quinn Ewers was um at the helm and he got injured and I honestly believe both times if those quarterbacks didn't get injured Texas would have won um and uh Colt is was a great um quarterback in college I mean really really good and then um, you know, had his struggles and bounced around, and so there's a reason why he's not a starter in the NFL. Um, but he's a phenomenal backup. I love Colt McCoy as the backup, and he is such a sounding board for Kyler. Um, but I just wonder if what if things that uh, Colt is saying to Kyler, how much of it he's listening? Um, because you know, if he's talking to him about preparation clearly kyler is missing it um and i love you know i mean as a backup you have to be that way you have to be ready um day in and day out because you never know when your number is going to be called and uh colt is just a pro um he's a savvy veteran quarterback
7: the life of a backup—you don't play, you don't play, you don't play—and then suddenly you're the guy, and you have
6: a great game, and you lead the team to a win that you really had to have. How how satisfying for you to, to do what you did today?
10: Yeah, I'm I'm as a backup, you just never know when your opportunity is going to strike. And quite honestly, like I, I want K one to be healthy. Like he, he's a phenomenal player, um, but. In this situation with linemen out, our backs against the wall on the div- a division game on the road, like, I, I dug deep and was, was proud to go out there and, and play as hard as I can. And um, the guys around me made plays, Rondell and Hop. And you know when Zach went down uh, on the first drive, he was a big part of the game plan. And Trey stepped up and made some plays, Steven stepped up and made some plays. Like, there's just a lot of adversity coming into this game. And I'm proud to be a part of a team that, that never quits and fights and um, defense played great. They gave us some turnovers and um, this was a huge win for us, huge win. Can you put a perspective of
6: what it's like to you know, get some injuries earlier in the year, you can get some reps and then you basically come in cold this week and then do everything you did. Like How hard is that?
10: to Well, I, just, I trust our coaches. I trust the guys around me. Um, it's, a, it's a proud group. Uh, we work hard. Uh, we feel like we're better than our record um but it is what it is it's the NFL it's week to week and and uh you got to make more plays than they do and that's what we did today and I'm just I'm thankful that we were we were able to do that for sure the time <clears the>
12: pass <throat> AJ I mean you got trips right you got motion right
11: and you're going to go to AJ the whole time so,
10: when your eyes he was an alert I liked the matchup. um I had hop on the front side it just to me it felt like it's like the grocery store line, man. There's more people over there. Let's throw it over here, you know. Um, listen, I trust AJ. AJ did a nice made a phenomenal catch back in the end zone. Um, the concept is on the front side. You know, I wanted to see what the defense did when, when James bulleted out of there. And, you know, I just... A lot of times they'll, they'll play a look that looks good at first and then, you know, so at the snap, once it. Clarified for me, I, I chose AJ, and um, it's a big time play by him.
1: The playbook this week, the game plan this week as opposed to previous weeks, Did you guys click clicking, firing, the offensive line was coming off the ball. What was different from a game plan perspective?
10: I don't know, that's a good question. Um, we've played these guys a bunch. We haven't had a ton of success against them, not in the two years that I've been here. Um, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. They're extremely well coached. I know all their coaches over there, some of my best friends in the world. Um, and so I, I knew what we were up against. I, I know every time. And uh, for us to come in here and, and uh, find a way to win, um, again, like I distributed the football, but those guys made plays. The offensive line um, played outstanding. And, you know, it, it feels good to win a division game on the road. Hard to do.
1: an outsider, right? Never been an NFL player. I'm thinking NFL guys are pros. They don't need intangibles. They don't need extra motivation. So, do you? And does that stuff factor in? Your back's against the wall. The season's getting later. Um, just back up quarterback in there. Buddha's on one foot. Does that stuff actually
10: factor in for a pro? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat>
14: um,.
10: But what a true pro does is just not let that affect them. And I felt like our team did that today. We just said, hey, next man up, um, go play hard. And we know what we got to do. We want to we turn our season around. We know what we got to do. And that was kind of the message. Speaking of
11: friends, how many of
10: your friends showed up? They came late. I, honestly, I didn't know all week. Like, I had a pretty good idea, but I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. So. Um, my, brother's, my brother texted me, he got on a flight this morning from Dallas and flew out here. So I'm going to go give him a hug and, and uh, I've got several friends um, who, who made it out with them. They all, they all booked a flight like yesterday when I told them I think, it's gonna, I think I'm going to get the nod. So thankful to have family and friends that, are, that support me.
7: Four and six record in most cases. Of- Not really that good, but you're in the thick of it now. Uh, What do you think of where you're at
6: now 10 games
10: in? Well, I think we'll enjoy this game. Um, Anytime you went on the division, it's it's just hard. You know each other. You know the opponent. It's hard. Uh, we got another one coming up this week in a place that we've never played before. Uh, So we really have to buckle down and and get ready for that. Um, And then, like, it's week to week for us. We know we're four and six, and... and, uh, we just we gotta we just gotta go execute and play hard. After the
6: last Monday, AJ had kind of like, what was it like to see him kind of had the
10: game. It was fantastic. Big fourth down catch early in the game. Um, listen, I love AJ Green, right? He's faced some adversity this year, and he's responded like a true pro. You talk about pros, AJ Green's a pro, and uh, I trust him. I know the team trusts him. I know the coaches trust him, and I'm I'm thankful that he was able to make some plays today. And I knew he would. I'm not surprised at all.
0: Some high praise for AJ Green, and I I, I love you know they've gone to him a couple of times. Um, you know they even that that Saints game. Um, you know a, after some some tough stuff um, earlier, and and then you know they go to him on, on a that two point conversion, and, and I think it was the two point conversion. I know I was fired up for it, but it's the confidence you give to a player when hey something bad happens one play, and then like you know a couple of plays later you go back to him, give him another shot to make up for it, and and, it, and he does is always huge. And you know, there's no doubt that that uh, AJ has has dipped. Um, it's definitely shown in the two years that the. Uh, he's been with the Cardinals, and of course, the worst uh, moment uh, last year uh, against the Packers. Uh, I really still feel like that was like that was the turning page. Uh, that loss was like the fulcrum for the rest of the year, um, and they never recovered. But. Uh, really, almost <laughs> going into this year with a bad start, you feel like they still haven't recovered from that. Um, and but to go back to him and and you know he's a he's a veteran. You know he he does what veterans do. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know sometimes it's been some mental errors. At, um, and so doing what veterans don't and uh, being mental errors, but uh, it, it's good to go um, um, back to him. Let's go ahead. I was going to go to Rondo Moore, but since we were just talking about AJ Green, let's go ahead and go to AJ Green in the locker room. They leveled. Um,
6: whatever happens, happens. So I, I know I put the work in each and every day, and I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm always satisfied whatever the outcome is because I know the work that I put in in this game. So. How did it feel to get the end zone like that, AJ? what'd you see? It felt good, man. It just Coach trusted me, man. We've seen a lot of a lot. We played a lot of football, like us between uh, us two. But just having him out there, you know, confident that we have in him, uh, just trying to make each play, uh, make it make his job a lot easier.
7: A lot of teams can overcome the loss of a starting quarterback, but you did. How would you, you know, Uh Coach? How did he perform in your mind?
6: A lot of not fortunate to have a guy like Coach backing him up, uh, backing, back, backing up. Uh, like I said, he played a lot of football, uh, he's been in some situations, so just to have him in a situation like this, uh, it's kudos to him, man, because we see the work that he put in every day. Hey, AJ, what have they told you these last couple of weeks? Like, what is, they told you your role was going to be? You had know, some more games you were played, what have, what have uh, they told you? Just, know, this, is, this game is more than X and O sometimes, so some things is out of my control. Uh, you know we we all have this gonna have that tough conversation sometime. um like i said but for me uh you know i just want you to be honest with me that's what they did they've been very honest with me through this whole process and for me just go out there and uh put the work in and then you know, see what happens is it difficult to share your reps it's very difficult i've been a been the guy for the last decade so uh, it's hard to come off the field but you know i understand my role i know uh, what I can still do. I know I can still play at kind a of high level. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can't control it. I just gotta be ready. Gotta stay in the fight each time. And uh, that's what I'm doing.
0: He knows his role and knows what he can still do. AJ Green. Um, now we'll go to Rondell Moore. A, a smiling Rondell Moore. After that that play, He he's smiling. Usually he He's very serious, you know, straight-faced, uh, you know, on the field, off the field, you know, critical of himself. It was good to see that uh, Rundell was having fun um, after the uh, big catch he made and then, of course, now in the locker room, all smiles. How much of a confidence do you see the
13: team that we've got the divisional win we are still in
1: it in the NFC
15: West? Yeah, I think you said it all right there. Uh huge win, divisional opponent, uh, keeps us in the fight. So just got to go back to the drawing board, get better, and have a great week of practice. What was
13: working for
15: you with Colton I was just, uh, just calling the plays, getting the ball out fast, and I'm just trying to, you know, get open, do my job. So uh, just let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> it seems every you more more, more, you. Partners, more you. How do you feel love like you're love yeah, again, just trying to come in and do my job, execute at a high level, and obviously get the win at the end of the day. You know,
13: obviously on to have a player like that who was ruled out on Monday, finds a way to
15: come back. that just have that that fight? Yeah, uh, obviously Buddha's a huge leader on this team, uh, goes out there, practices tail off. Um, obviously, on Sundays, he shows up and goes hard every play. Um, so his fight kind of just trickles down throughout the whole team, and uh, we rally as he goes. Yes. Yeah, next man up in this league. Um, I remember when I first got here, the only thing they said is guaranteed is injuries. So um, you just gotta stay ready. So you don't have to get ready, practice your tail off uh, each week, study your your stuff, and just go out there and play. Next, uh,
0: James Connor.
16: Oh yeah, it's been a long time coming since i you know, being able to be full speed and whatnot, so just try to take full advantage of it today.
17: James, how
16: much did this team kind of need today? And yeah, we needed it. Uh, we needed it bad. Um, got the job done, you know, so we've got to keep building off that. Still more division games left, you know what I mean? So it's... Uh, Gotta keep building on it. I and
8: mean, then what about up front? I mean, lot for our four starters and for them to yeah. block the way they did today, the which makes that
16: before. Right, yeah, uh, next man up, you know, dealing with some injuries and whatnot up front and going versus a hell of a rush, you know, versus LA. Um, but they, they stand tall. all, they got the job done, so just really proud of those guys. They uh, they set the tone for today.
8: What about Colt to step into as well? I mean it's kind of what he does, right? Yeah, that's
16: that's what he do. We uh we believe in and see him, you know, we uh, we rally around him every time. Uh, man, I tell him, he's a legend in the game. You know what I mean? Just uh, his resume, just you know what he means to me as a football player. So um, I look at him like a legend. So we rally around him. As a guy
8: who runs for a living, how impressive is it just what Buddha was able to do today? His kind of bum ankle going away.
16: Yeah, it's Weapon X. You know, we call him Weapon X. You know, he's like a Wolverine out there. Um, it's, gonna, it's gonna take a lot for Buddha, you know, to, to not suit up. You know, he just loved the game through and through. So yeah, not surprised by that one.
13: James, this is a win that can really turn this team around, and you know,
16: you guys are still in it in the NFC West. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, that was the message. You know, we just build off this win to hopefully turn turn, turn things around. Um, so, you know, we just take care of business. You know, we, we want to know. That's that's our mindset. It's Which team Kyle Can
1: kind of you guys play this way for
16: him? No question. No question. No, we going we gonna we gonna put on a line uh, every time. You know, that's what we do. So, no question. What would like to see AJ at the game that he had in the last year or something. Oh, man, I mean, A.J. legend in the game, too. You know, A.J.'s a legend, so that do not surprise. He still come to work every single day. Um, that's life. That's the game. It's a humbling game. The game goes up and down just like life. Um, stepped up when we needed him today, so that's A.J. Green at the end of the day.
1: What can you say about your offensive line? The guys seem to charge straight ahead this week.
16: Yeah, that's what they do. Um, they, we, they they had a great week of practice all week, and so um, they came out there and set the tone today. This Thank was a
7: game you really had to have maybe the season on the line if you lose.
16: To, to win this and we'll keep home alive. Yeah, always good to win. Uh we never satisfied but we'll, we we definitely um we proud of the way we played today. We just gotta keep building on it.
0: Alright. Um last but not least, Isaiah Simmons. We we'll go to the defensive side of the ball and and uh kind of talking about uh Buddha Baker. So we'll end uh this uh um, long segment of of you know press uh, pass uh, press availability, and then we'll go ahead and and uh, move on to the last thing I'll do with this. And like I said, we'll do that uh, Bickley blast. <laughs>
17: Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Um, I'm, I talked to Buddha about everything, so I remember him telling me in the beginning of the week, he's like, "I'm trying to play this week," and I'm like, "What?" But some way, somehow, he did it. Uh, he's definitely a warrior. I feel like it's a real testament to what kind of player uh, Buddha, minute, Buddha is. Um, no other guy I would want to go to war with out there. Uh, he inspires me to play um, the way I play um, each and every day. So, practice or game. So. Um, like I said, I don't, even know, I don't know how he did it, but I'm excited for him. I mean, it's crazy, unbelievable,
13: honestly. This defense held the Rams to 250 yards. They were 3-11 on their death. Super Cup, he went out in the fourth quarter and of
17: just understanding what are their strengths and uh, what are their weaknesses, and um, you know ways they're going to attack us, and just nailing nailing the things that we work on all week when they pre- when the opportunity presents itself. Um, so I feel like we just we did a very good job of nailing the things that we knew were going to happen. So every win is important, but to be now going this divisional win over the Rams.
13: How much confidence does that give this team?
9: Next week, but
17: you're still in it, west yeah, I mean, I just think that it was just a small step to the run that we're gonna go on, so um you know this is this is the just the first domino that we have to knock over, so like I said, I'm excited for tomorrow get back to work and um go on this run for the rest of the season
0: hopefully it is a uh run that they go on um you know when um Hard knocks came out for the Colts last season, you know, when it aired. Uh, the Colts reeled off uh six of their last seven. So um this is the first week that it come out and well, Cardinals won that that game. Um, you know, since it since it's been out. So maybe they can go on a run like that. But uh here is We'll just wrap things up, and that's how we'll end with the with this uh, segment um, from everything from the weekend, the Bickley Blast.
9: Thanks for listening to the Bickley and Murata Podcast. Brought to you this week by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Bigly,
5: Bigly
12: and Marotta. Bigly, and Bigly and Arizona Sports.
18: The local sports leader. Bigly Blast. We all know that Colt McCoy will never be the most popular McCoy in the state of Arizona, but this morning he is the most popular NFL quarterback in town and the Cardinals have a fascinating decision ahead. Do they ride the hot hand, a guy that just completed 70% of his passes in a must-win game on the road in Los Angeles, would Kyler Murray feel threatened and or angered if the team chooses McCoy for a Monday night showdown in Mexico City? And who's in charge of making this decision? By the way, there is no doubt that Cliff Kingsbury has a high level of trust in McCoy, who is now three and one as an emergency starter, and all those wins have come against divisional opponents. But while McCoy can win you a game or two, he's not going to win you the Super Bowl. And at some point, this team has to find a way to unlock all of the gifts that Murray possesses. But I think he can do both in the coming days, and that's because this week represents a great opportunity. For the Cardinals to take off the kid gloves with Kyler Murray and flat out tell him they're sitting him for performance reasons because the backup quarterback seems to have a better command of the offense at the moment, and if that doesn't get Murray's attention, nothing will. I don't know,
0: uh, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely worth a try when you when you go at that that angle. Um, you know, I as I said. Kyler and, and, and Bick just said it now, you know, you're not gonna win a Super Bowl um, with Colt McCoy. Or likely you wouldn't. I mean, well, um the Eagles had uh, a backup uh or well no, they didn't no they did. They did have a backup, yeah, they had a backup quarterback they won with and then of course um Minnesota had uh Case Keenum on you know on their run and then Minnesota Miracle. Um, but anyway, you know, likely it it won't happen. Um, and it'd be interesting if they do that, you know, I don't want to say if I'm in favor of it or not, but, uh, anyway, but, uh, we'll, we'll let that sit right there. We'll sit that right there as they say. Um, up next, we'll get into everything that happened, uh, yesterday, um, and, uh, well, you know, let's go ahead while I'm on, uh, no, 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 I'll, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. Um, anyway, everything that happened, uh, with the, uh, Cardinals, um, and, uh, um, Arizona State and then the Suns on, uh, on Monday, that's all up next on, uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. Alright, back with uh, some Arizona State. Um, As per usual, um, uh, Sean Iguano spoke to the media, so we'll uh, go ahead and do that. And of course, uh, Cliff and a couple of players also spoke, but after a little over an hour of Cardinals, I figured I would give us all a break uh, from some Cardinals and, and go into some Arizona State. So here is uh, Sean Iguano um, from uh, Monday.
3: I kind of want to start, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the Virginia community. One of our uh, players uh, had one of his close friends jordan clark uh one of his, his friends was involved um and so um he's doing okay um and but i uh, just wanted to put that out there before we get started so
4: i Sean know devil
0: i'm not in the news a whole lot so i really don't know what happened um in virginia i guess i can google it um what happened in Virginia, all right. Okay, um, student suspect in custody after three football players shot, um, dead and, uh, two wounded. Okay. So, um, that's, that's what it happened. Okay. I figured it was something like that. I, like I said, I don't pay attention to the news. So yes, thoughts and prayers to uh, all those affected, uh, there. Um, I'm just not in it. It, it, Well, one, it's too depressing Two, I just, uh, I have other things to do, um, you know, then, then, uh, get involved in the everyday, you know, news. It's, you know, like I said, it's it is so, so depressing and 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 all that, and it's always rough. And it's been like years, years since I've actually watched, like, sat down and watched watched uh, the news. Um, as doing pest control and other things, I've obviously, or you know, just been out about, you know, TVs would have the news on, you know, and I'd you know look at it as I'm going by, but not really sitting down and actually watching it. And I'll get some things on Facebook from time to time, and but I'm just not in it. So I, I, I full disclosure, as I just said, didn't know anything about it. But yes, prayers to what happened there at uh, in Virginia.
2: Just, uh, do you have any updates in terms of the health of uh, Trenton Rowe and Kyle for Saturday? And uh, second part of my question is uh, the fact that Emory Jones like, came in and played as well as he did. Do you think that's important to have that confidence confidence booster this late in the season in case he's called upon duty for the next couple of games?
3: Absolutely. You know, I don't get my uh, the full medical report on who's going to be probable or questionable until 3 o'clock today. So I'll know a little bit more. I thought they were moving around pretty well, um, but uh, all of the medical reports will come back to me at 3 o'clock. I thought Amory, uh did a good job coming in, uh, especially in the, coming off the bench and it's cold and, and uh, put in a situation where he had to go and make plays. I, I thought he played uh, pretty well. Um, it is from a confidence level from my my point of view and from his just knowing that he can get back on the field again. And so uh, on, uh, when he's called on, but uh, uh, I think he'll be ready. And he told me that he'll be ready whenever his name is called.
2: Sean, uh, Chris Carpenter, a source, it's a senior day this this, this week. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of thoughts do you have about doing that for the first time in your role? and? Um, and about the the guys that you have they're going to be leaving the program.
3: You know, when I, when I first had my first uh, conference you talk about inspiring kids and and they really inspired me. They held me accountable. Um you know, I thought uh this senior group has been through a, a lot. And you know, for them to keep playing and that's our motivation for the and, and my theme of the these next two weeks and to keep their motivation is um these seniors uh there's there's kids on this team that need to play for these seniors and this is their last Time they're walking through Tillman Tunnel and playing on this field and so there's motivation there and then the motivation for the last week is the territorial cup and so um, our kids will come out and play because of that motivation uh, have you seen in the past they won't quit they could have quit uh, this last game when it was cold but uh, they're going to play and they're playing for something um, more than themselves especially for the seniors and so um, we'll be ready to go we'll get through our injuries and, and uh, um, get through our practices uh and you know i'm going to save a little bit of, on them um from a length standpoint because we have some guys that need to get uh, uh healthy but um our guys will be motivated to play chris
2: in particular uh, kyle Soli and merlin robertson um they've been around forever and they've you know given so much to the program so what do you have to say about um seeing sending those guys off the right way
3: yeah to see their resiliency and to see that their care um, and they talk about being Sun Devils for life. That that means a, a lot. Now, for me to be a part of that uh, has been huge for me in, in my career. Um, I'm going to miss them because uh, I've been with them for four years now and then seen their transformation um, in maturity, um, both on and off the field. And so it'll be bittersweet for them. But uh, just watching them go through the adversity they have been going through um, there's no doubt that they're going to be successful in their lives. And, and I'm, I'm happy to see grown men are sad our gratification for coaching is seeing those guys become a great men later on and great fathers. I've seen Merlin because he's a father right now and, and him being around his kids. And it's just more gratifying to me than the wins and losses. It's just them being a good, good man.
13: Michelle Gardner, Arizona Republic. Hey, can you talk about maybe at halftime what flipped the switch with this team? Because everybody says, to heck with moral victories, but to do what you guys did in the second half after that kind of first half, what was the message in the locker room? Mm-hmm. And were there one or two players maybe that were instrumental in kind of keeping the team together in that moment?
3: Yeah, there's uh, there's two players, um, um, TJ Sofia and uh, Jordan Clark uh, came up and, and we talked about uh, playing for pride and, and getting back on it. Um, we needed to make sure that we executed. We didn't execute well, and and we need to play more hard. Um, and they came back, and uh, the coaches I thought made pretty good adjustments at halftime, and uh, um, the kids listened. You know, in that time, you look at uh, their eyes and their faces, and you you seem, you know, sometimes they seem lost at that at that point. But um, there was a couple of vocal uh, players uh, in the, in that group, and told them everybody got to get off and get going and, and, and get up and get going. And, and uh, I thought they
2: did. Yeah, so Sean, Sh- um, maybe a little bit awkward question, but sure. But um, within a couple of weeks of, of ASU having a new football coach, whether yes. that's you or somebody else or whatever. So from your perspective, given all of your understanding of ASU and the local community and everything. What would you think are the most important criteria for whoever that person is?
3: You know the continuity, the the um, passion for Arizona State football. Um, you know I think it's it's hard for somebody to come from the outside that has no idea what Arizona State football means um, to people. Um, the the Arizona State High School Football Association that that's going to have to be really important. Um, but the love for Arizona state football that's I think that's the number one especially in this transition and um, understanding what type of um, recruited athletes that we want here um, um, to build a program that is disciplined and held accountable and and uh, put on a, on a product that is tough that uh, never quits um, those are the type of things that uh, um, from a cartier standpoint that uh, I would want to uh, see as, being a Sunday devil fan myself um and so um those are the things that i think are very very important to um to the sun devil uh community and and uh hopefully that's uh that fits well
0: do you think that says a lot about his his character to even answer that question and answer it on honestly i mean you know i i think he's going to be the guy i mean, i really do um I don't think he can go wrong with him. Uh has some of the things kind of slip, you know, on 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 that, you know, and he's kind of taking some responsibility and you know there might be some instances, you know, just from the game from a, a game standpoint that you know why you wouldn't go with him. Yeah, but uh, I think he's going to get get the opportunity, but uh a great question and a great answer. I mean, a better answer than the than the question was. Um, and, uh, um, the character to go ahead and say, Hey, this is what I want to see. I want to see, you know, the involvement in Arizona high schools. And he said multiple times that he wants to do that, taking pride in in the organization. Um, and and just all, everything he said was, you know, on point, he nailed it. Um, and, uh, I think probably maybe, um, furthers his case to, to stay. Um, but, uh, just wow. Uh, it, it you know, every time he, he answers something like that, just, you, you kind of like him more and more.
2: Um, somebody who comes in who doesn't have a lot of the market specific knowledge and understanding that there's a learning curve that is that makes it more difficult than somebody who inherently understands a lot of those things such as yourself
3: absolutely you know i, I think from a community base uh, from a recruiting base from a um, financial base all of that stuff will be will have to be learned um, for somebody that has that knowledge uh, i think it's a huge advantage um, and then i think the people of um, the sun devil nation uh, understand that uh, there's somebody that has to care about it and not use it as a stepping stone to go someplace else. Um, and that I think that's huge. Uh, they want continuity, they want somebody that uh builds a community, uh not from a football program that is outreached uh into Arizona itself and, and the alumni. And so uh it is a special place. Um, being here as an assistant and then the interim head coach, understand it a lot more. Uh, having my uh son as a Sun Devil um here as well and growing up um Twenty some years, my kids growing up here in Arizona, so uh, it is important for me. No matter what way it goes,
0: um, there is a a job available. Uh, well, there's more than just a job available, but I just kind of want to compare two two different jobs, um, and and uh, kind of what you know what I'm thinking as far as. This Arizona State job, and uh, that is the Auburn job. The interim head coach for Auburn right now is uh, Cadillac Williams, former player, former great player, played in the NFL, played well, and uh, now um, the interim head coach had his first, not his first game, but his first win as a, a interim head coach for the Auburn Tigers. And from what I saw at the end of that, that game, the energy that he brought to those fans, to the team, to the, to the uh, everybody on the team, the players, uh, the staff, um, you can tell that everybody is is behind him. And you know, part of you has that feeling that Auburn's going to do something stupid like they've done before and you know uh, and pass up um, Cadillac Williams. If they don't do something with Cadillac Williams, I'm gonna say this right now, um, then they've missed the boat. Um, and uh, as a my, being my secondary school being Alabama, you know it's it's tough to say because I know what Cadillac Williams is gonna be at through time. They're, they're gonna be a tough opponent. And I almost feel like, and I, I've said this, you know, I'm, I'm I've kind of talked myself a little bit off the ledge, but, um, but not by much. Um, I'll go ahead and say that now. I, I also told Heath of uh, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk that uh, it's a strong possibility, and because of what I saw, that Auburn will beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Um, now it's in Alabama, so that's kind of, you know. Uh, shaking my confidence a little bit, but I still kind of feel like they will. And if they don't, then it's going to be really, really close. But I say all that to say this. The similarity is, is, uh, you know, is there between Auburn and Arizona State. I think Auburn is a little bit more of a, a desired place, you know, because, well, Arizona State has some upcoming sanctions on them for um, the cheating and whatnot. And Auburn doesn't, at least, you know, not anything that's come out for them um, like it has Arizona State. So definitely the more desired job um, is Auburn between the two. But um, Sean Aguano has brought a spark to this team, maybe not quite like Cadillac Williams. And, you know, uh, Sean Aguano is – not from Arizona. I mean, he's lived here for a while and been involved in the program a while, been involved in the state as a head coach in the in high school for a while. Um but the guys that just kind of grown up in the area and, and or went to the school um and that just brings that much energy, you know, you don't hire those guys and, and but they they have to have, you know, some basic prerequisite as as well as what you're looking for, you know, the ability actually to coach, Um, you know, maybe some head coaching experience and and whatnot. Um, But I don't know who Arizona State is going to go with. I have a feeling that Auburn is going to go with Cadillac Williams, and if they don't, um, then it could be a problem. But you hear the passion out of Sean McBuono And I've seen the passion out of uh, Cadillac Williams. And it's like if you don't go with those gentlemen for their respective um, jobs, I feel like the programs will miss the boat. Um, I feel a little bit more strongly for Cadillac Williams than I do Sean Guano, but um, the comparison is still there. So I wanted to go ahead and say that.
13: What can you when you watch Oregon State on film, what jumps out at you about them and what's gonna be the big key for you guys this week?
3: You know, they're second ranked uh, defense in the Pac-12, uh, very similar to Washington State. I think they do a great job um, not getting hit with big plays. Uh, they do bring uh, exotic pressures, very similar to Washington State, um, but they play disciplined football. On the offensive side, um, you know, they are a multiple group um, that likes to run the football. Um, but I I love their toughness. I think Coach Smith does a great job um, in bringing out the toughness with that group. Um, I know Coach Lindgren and Coach Braid do a great job as coordinators. I know them personally, and uh, um, it it will be a fight for us, um, and we need to match the intensity that they
0: have.
13: Will it matter who's quarterback for them? Because obviously their backup quarterback's been the guy playing, and the other guy, I guess, is in concussion protocol and has been. So is it does it change how you prepare when you don't maybe know which quarterback will be in there?
3: I think I think a little bit, but they want to run the football and be in uh, heavy sets and, and, and those things. And so it's not as much as if it is a spread out offense and that guy's uh, hurting you with uh, his uh, legs. But uh, um, we're just going to prepare with what we saw last week. Uh, and uh, just in our back of our minds, understand uh, we have to make an adjustment if it's a, another quarterback.
13: I'll go one more. Yes. Uh, Jack Coletto has been like a weapon against ASU. He's literally. <laughs> he a headache. He's. he's <laughs> yeah. How, how do you. I mean, it's been three years now. You're dealing with him. And ASU didn't have any better success last year than the year before. How do you try and beat the dude?
3: Hopefully not be in fourth and one situation so he can run the football. But, uh, um, you know, he does a good job coming in on the defensive side of the ball and playing linebacker. And he's just a tough kid. You know the more and more you look at football you want those type of kids i think we have one in the case hatch and i mean just good football players that are utility knife guys that just have fun doing whatever they're asked to do but uh, um,
2: he is a problem and we got to make sure that uh, he doesn't get on the field Uh, the pac-12 has six top 25 teams five uh, i think in the top 16 or so um what do you make of that given sort of the the situation that you personally inherited and kind of how the challenges like all the challenges that kind of went into yeah this season for you guys
3: there was never a break in, in any of this uh, part of the season for us um you know we go from Utah to USC um and and, uh, and that's that's a huge challenge you know uh, we both were in the top 10 and then you got UCLA and and Washington and now Oregon I mean Oregon State and uh um it's a challenge. It's good, I think, for the conference that uh, there's so many good teams and, and there's parity within the teams, but uh, um, it's a battle. Everybody's knocking each other off. And, and whoever plays the best football that week without with less turnovers, I think, wins, wins the game because anybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday. I think it'll play out the next couple of weeks the same way uh, as well, but uh, um, I'm glad there's parity and I'm glad there's competition and uh,
2: um, it's good to face that competition. Thanks. Awesome. Have a good week, guys.
0: There you go. There's uh, the head coach, um, Sean Guano speaking uh, to the uh, media on Monday. Um, That's everything I have. Arizona state. You're all all caught up from everything from them Um, up next. We're going to go back into some Cardinals um, and get everything from uh, Monday that happened, including some really big news. All of that is up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I am back with some more Arizona Cardinals. Everything that happened uh, over Monday, and and as I teased going into the break, some really big news and um, very very shocking. I know a lot of the fan base is you know scratching their head. Uh, most of them are pretty shocked and up and and even more so upset with what happened, but. Uh, Eno Benjamin, the seventh-round pick out of Arizona State, has uh, been released. And then just before I started the show, I read a, a brief article from um, from uh, Kyle Odegaard, who used to cover the um, Arizona Cardinals. Um, and now he kind of works for a uh, betting, gambling um, site uh, based, uh, you know, uh, Primarily, you know, sports betting and whatnot um, came out, and he said that uh, uh, part of his release was due to Eno um, complaining about his usage um, a- of late. Uh, he only had one snap uh, on Sunday, um, and uh, he had quite a few while uh, James Conner was out. And so um, uh, Kyle Odegaard, from what he was hearing, is is that his release, um, Eno's release, had a lot to do with with that, just kind of um, very frustrated and making it. um, I I didn't see anything public, but, you know, just kind of making it obvious within the organization that he was frustrated, and apparently they didn't like that and released him. Um, I think there's a little bit more to it. I don't know. Um uh, again with uh, Heath from Tillman's Corner Sports talk talked to him about it and, and and um with um Zach Ertz's uh injury, he was put on of course the IR. Um and so I don't know if they're gonna try to, you know, get some more depth from from there, one or two guys um, you know, uh, of depth, maybe not both for the tight end um but maybe some more for um I think they like the running back room they like Keontae Ingram I don't know how long um uh uh the other guys williams De, uh daryl Williams is gonna be on um you know b n i r or whatever maybe he'll be available soon so um but they're probably gonna sign some other guys, maybe the offensive line. So, I think maybe his release, uh, his being, you know, Benjamin's release will, um, uh, is kind of part of that. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring him back on the practice squad. I hadn't, he, they hadn't up to this point, at least I hadn't heard anything. So, I don't really know. There's not a whole lot known about that. Um, just that people are pretty frustrated. Um, you know, with with the move and just kind of scratching their head. I know I was and very, very shocked. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was a great fit. Thought he was uh, pretty uh, pretty productive when, when he's in. Um so I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. So that was big big stuff and um I think it happened after uh, Cliff and uh some of the other guys that spoke to the media um and so we'll either hear from Cliff right here about it or not. Um, but um I th- I still think there's more to than just him complaining. I think it, you know, might be some roster moves that they're gonna have to make and so they had to cut him and maybe they'll bring him back. I don't know. Um, I know, you know, again, Zach Ertz going to IR will will free up some spots, but I think they wanna make more roster moves than that, especially with some offensive line uh kind of being banged up, so um, we'll see what happens, but here is uh Cliff Kingsbury.
11: Uh still working through all that. Should know something end of the day or tomorrow. How about cold situation? Uh same. Um I think he felt a little better today, but we won't know much until tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, We talked about James getting the full share, if you will. I mean, he'd been banged up, had the ribs, and it was basically one of those deals where it was time to give him the starting running back reps. And I thought he played at a high level and got better as the game went on, allowed him to get in a rhythm and, you know, did what we needed him to do. Ball
4: was coming out really fast yesterday. Was that a product of Colt or just how you wanted game plan
11: to go? (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, a number of things. Honestly, when you have you know four of five starting offensive linemen from the beginning of the season down, and you're playing that D line, you better have a um, quick trigger. And, and Cole understood that going in. We want to get quick completions. This is going to be a catch and run game from the start, and try to do stuff in space. And that's why he came out throwing it, and he did a good job of uh, finding the guy pre snap and getting it to him. after, after the year that just had?
5: Does this type of game, I
6: don't think gets get them back on track but does it kind of show him that he's still valuable to this offense
11: yeah and he's never lost confidence in himself it's just one of those things that comes up every now and then it just for whatever reason um hadn't worked in in his favor but uh, he's one of the best receivers that has played in this league for in a long time and he still has a lot of uh really good football in front of him so it was good to see him Get those plays in, and, and I think Colt has a ton of confidence in him, knowing what to do, being where he should be, and, and uh, I mean, he's obviously a big target. He's, he's a matchup problem for those smaller corners. He said after me like
6: he's still dealing with not being the guy like he was in Cincinnati. Have you guys talked about that? Have you kind of try to help him through that, that process?
11: Yeah, definitely. We've had some uh, in-depth conversations about it, and um, he knows where I stand on him as a player and, and member of this team, and. Um, you know, we're really lucky to have him. And like I've said it along, tremendous teammate, tremendous player. The way he's handled everything, his professionalism—I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, I think people forget exactly how you know big the numbers were and the seven straight Pro Bowls to start his career. First guy to ever do that. I mean, um, yeah, it's not easy. But he's done a great job of uh, really mentoring these young guys. He's told us that's what he wants to do, is, is help mentor these young guys and show people, hey, it's not always going to go your way. But you keep working hard. You keep doing the right things. And good things will happen. Did
5: you come back on Robbie's snaps just to try to get him more comfortable with the
11: offense? Yeah, we're going to continue to do that and, and try to maximize him as well. Um, like I said, he he's got speed to burn. Talent wide receiver have been uber productive in this league as well and we gotta find ways to use them all. And I felt like we had a good mix going um, yesterday and hopefully we can continue to do that and make sure that each guy is, is getting a chance to show what they can do. What was your
5: overall thought on the line with Lisey, this obviously his first start, being able to prepare for that, and then of course throwing Rashad in there at left guard?
11: I, I thought they battled. I mean, to see some of the runs that we had late in the game when we really needed it, um, particularly down near the end zone, was, was big time. And that's not easy to do. Patchwork it together. You've got to give Coach Kugler, Coach Knacken a lot of credit. And uh, just the competitive spirit of that group yesterday was really impressive, going against one of the better D lines and one of the best football players in the history of the game. After the Watt said that Cleve apologized to him for calling the play dead, is there anything you guys can do now? Can you file a complaint or anything like that? No, it's, it's done. I think Watt got to say what he wanted to say on the field, <laughs> um, which is we got to be careful there. But Cleed took care of him on that and only gave him a delay game and not the big one. So kind of worked both ways. What, what is it about
12: Colt that, that makes him you know, so well-liked in the locker room and, and you know, even defensive players will say he, he
5: helped me with this, with that?
11: Yeah, he's just, I think he can relate to to anybody. I mean, he carries himself in a very humble manner, and um, he's always trying to get better, and he he loves the game as much as anybody I've been around. I mean, he wants to talk to DBs about techniques that give him trouble and linebackers about how he's going to use his eyes on certain coverages. I mean, he'd be a phenomenal coach um, if you want him to. Or he could run for governor of Texas and be just as good. So he's kind of got the gamut covered there. But I think just he's he's a man's man. He's an everyday type person, and he cares in that way. And um, you know just wants to help people and, and help the team be better.
5: Is it close for Kyler being able to play, or would he pretty much have a sense that it was probably going to be
11: Colt? Yeah, we had a feeling it, it would probably be Colt. Um, just because, like I said, I want Kyler to be able to be 100% and really take off. In the last game, he wasn't able to really sp- separate like he can when he gets in those open spaces and that's a big weapon for him.
4: How's the DJ doing with the back injury and what's that status looking like moving
11: forward? Yeah, we'll see. Um still gonna be day to day this week. Uh, I think Wednesday we'll know more. They're doing some more tests today and so we should have better feel on Wednesday. for, for Kyler this week kinda same again. It is, yeah. We want to continue to progress him and see you know, where that thing's at, playing the 49ers, I mean, that's a, a D-line that you better be full speed and be able to run and move and do the things that he can do. So uh, we'll see how he feels Wednesday and, and try to go from there. Is that practice this week? I hope so. Yeah, I think he felt a little bit better today, and um, that's the plan to get him to go up there. We've talked about it all year. They say that the most, like, ruckus the crowd is is when the kickers are out there pregame in this game. So I told him he can't miss this one, man.
7: You obviously talking about Kyler and being able to go all out. If, if Colt's banged up a little bit too, does, does it make it easier if he's not 100% just because that's not the type of player he is, even if he's a little banged
11: up? Yeah, I think with Colt, he, he's played a bunch of football. He understands how to handle himself in those situations, and, and uh, you know, it's never been his deal where he's going to outrun the entire team like, like Kyler can do. So it's a little bit different um, type of player in that situation. He
7: had a couple moments yesterday, though.
11: He ran a little bit. And, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he had about like a one-yard gain, I think, on the fourth, the fourth and one. Yeah, one and a half. But no, he he's an athletic player. His younger days at Texas, he can move around and do it. What was
5: your first thought when Colt got hurt, and then with being able to come back, even though he wasn't.
11: Totally, 100%. Yeah, we, there was a couple of things we had where we wanted to get him outside of the pocket that we had to scrap. But other than that, um, he said he felt good enough to move around and protect himself. And so we felt, felt good about him coming back in. But yeah, it looked dodgy there for a minute. I mean, it was a screen play. I made a bad play call. And so you hate to see him get hit on that. And then we got the intentional grounding. The whole thing was kind of a disaster. Um, but I was glad that he toughed it out. And I think our team really rallied around him
1: said so we should ask you about the look you gave. What do you mean by that?
11: That he gave me. He wants to run the ball every single play, so <laughs> he gave me the death stare um, after Colt went down. Just took off his helmet and stared at me for the entire time that he was down, but we had that relationship, nonverbal.
8: <laughs> I know that, that Kyler, part of the, the draw with him is the chaos he can create when he runs and everything, but did you learn something maybe with Colt in there that – you know, kind of steady as she goes a little bit that maybe that was something that was good for this offense at
7: this time? I mean, are there any less? I know it's two way different quarterbacks.
11: Yeah, I think with Colt, I mean, the games that he's played for us, I think the biggest deal is just, like I said, the pre-snap recognition, getting it out to those playmakers on time, accurate, or then catch and run. And and, uh, he's just had a, had a good feel for the offense since he's been here. Um, a lot of the concepts, you know, that he likes, he'll communicate with us during the week, and he'll have thoughts. And uh, so it's it's been good getting on the same page. But I think just the situation, he hadn't been in many situations with this have a talented receiving core around him, and I think that's really showing up. Um, that when he has weapons like we have, he can be really efficient and get to those guys and play at a high level. Yeah, that was. Um, you know that, I think that was just a focus deal that we've continued to harp on. And at some point, you know, it needs to change. And hopefully that was a step in the right direction. But um, you know, all those guys, that group, coming in together, those four new linemen, for them to put that together and, and limit those mistakes was, was really uh, impressive by them.
5: Matt crater had the illness. Was he ever close to being able to get to L.A. and be able to play? Or? No,
11: he, he was in bad shape, yeah, the last couple of days. He didn't feel up to it. And um, so, obviously, we got Vizcaino in Saturday night and did a great job for us on Sunday.
4: Can you take us through the fourth down play to Rondell? That's the look you guys wanted. Or, and do you ever consider maybe let McVay challenge that, or you don't risk it at all, especially on fourth down? Play?
11: Um. As far as like the flag, like throwing the flag or what challenging
4: the play, but also, you know, fourth and what three, you know, that's the play you wanted deep down the field.
11: Yeah, yeah. It was the matchup um, with Rondell on um, you know, long. We thought Rondell had speed on that, the advantage and um, got one on one and he made a heck of a heck of a catch. Had some other options coming in if Cole didn't like it, but made a great throw and great catch.
7: With this week, you know, San Francisco's going to Colorado for the week. Do you ever consider anything like that getting out
5: of town to prepare for the
11: outside? Yeah, we looked at all options. Buddy um, does a tremendous job with all those things, did all sorts of research on it. And um, you know we felt like the program we could set up here for all the altitude training was um, really good and wouldn't disrupt our routine. And so um, they've been at it for the last two or three weeks. All of our guys have been on it trying to prep for that. But uh, I know it'll be a challenge either way, whether you do that or not. Um, So we just got to line up and, and try to play our best football.
4: Is there anything you can sit down with Kyler and kind of point out some of the things that Colt did well yesterday, or is it just two different quarterbacks that can
11: do things together? Yeah, I think any game you can. You know, any game you watch, there's things you can look at that, hey, would would like to do this better. I think we can do this, um, you know, really well. So I think Kyler's a very cerebral player as well and can take um, different things from each game plan and, and see how we can improve it. But uh, to me, just... Colts' ability to, to uh, continue to battle when things, you know, didn't go bad. He got hurt. He stepped back in and just was the same guy. You know, he didn't didn't get phased by any of it. That's kind of his biggest um, quarterback trait that I've been impressed by. He doesn't get rattled and he just plays his game and sticks to his guns and trusts, you know, um, what he can do out there.
5: What about? I guess talked about Buddha a lot, but I don't know. Is there anything really you can add to it? I mean, it's pretty.
11: Just strange. gotta tune in Wednesday, man. Check out that show sure there will be a full recap of that. Will you be tuning in? I do not.
17: What are you looking forward to the most? Um, you know, going international in Mexico City, uh, very different atmosphere. What are your thoughts on all that?
11: I think it's awesome. Yeah, I've heard it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. Um, I'm sure a lot of our players have never been to Mexico City or experienced anything like this. And to play in that stadium, just a legendary soccer stadium and so many cool events that have been there and games, it'll be, it'll be awesome. I think it, as a team, um, just to be around each other and get to experience that'll be a unique experience for all of us. But at this
7: point, how's Hollywood progressing along with this?
11: Yeah, I think he's getting to the point where it's going to be day-to-day. Uh, he's come a long way in a short time, and I'm not sure if he'll make it this week, but uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, if not, we'll give him to the bye, and then I would expect those last five, he'll be ready to go. What's the game going with this week? Day-to-day, yeah. He's getting some tests done today as well, and um, we'll see how he feels on Wednesday.
0: A concerted effort from the media to really kind of you know see if there's a, a, any kind of messages that can be sent to kyler about you know the difference between him and, and and colt um and how the game went obviously the media is just as you know uh amped about it as i am as as what a colt was able to do and you he, yeah, I mean you really feel it, don't you? All those uh, questions they asked. It was I mean different varieties, but basically the same question. It, you know it, is it just the difference between the two quarterbacks or is there something can be learned here you know and, and you know just a concerted effort, you know uh, I, again, message to Kyler, hey, um, is there something that you can learn from what you saw from from Colt? And, uh, I mean, if they're honest with themselves and if Kyler is honest with himself, then um, the answer should be yes. I mean, but uh, you, you you really feel it. Uh, the, the media, they know. They know how us fans are kind of feeling and they, they feel the same way. Um, so, uh, just, uh, you know, I, I hope Kyler's paying attention and listening. I really hope. And if he's not, then... As uh, Dan uh, Bickley said, he'll never learn. Then he'll never learn if he if uh, um, if he doesn't learn from these experiences now. Um, up next, Kelvin Beecham, Um one of the uh, players, I actually mentioned um, in uh, Cliff's press uh, conference after um, Colt went down. He said that he got the death stare from uh, Kelvin Beachum. Um, because he says he he wants to run the ball every time, so I'm sure that will kind of be brought up. So here is uh, Kelvin Beacham.
1: does the
7: wins always feel good? But did did the team need a little boost of a of a win like that?
8: We needed that uh, on a division, on the road, hostile environment. Uh, we know uh, what that game has meant for us over the past couple of years. We haven't won that game, that matchup, uh, enough. Um, and the only way to make a rivalry a rivalry is you got to win games. And, you know, to be able to win that game was a, was, was a, was a special feeling. To have four of the five
13: starting offensive linemen's backups, rotation at left guard, for start for Lacidas, I mean, what did you make
1: from how the offensive line performed as a whole?
8: You know, I think as a room, um, Coach Kugler talked about this all week, was we just have to find a way to rise above it. You know, uh, whoever's number was called had to find a way to perform. Uh, we knew the task at hand. We knew the defense that we were going up against. We knew the issues that we had uh, as offensive line. We knew we had to work together. And we knew we had to work together fast without a lot of ta- uh, time on task. You know, so um, it was a great outing. You know, there are some things that we still need to clean up. Uh, uh, Leroy played like a rookie, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, he did a really good job against a a very good pass rusher.
7: You're always, I mean, in a lot of ways, you're the leader of the line anyways, even when everybody's healthy. Did did you feel like you had to be even more so with, with all these all the reserves in. Anyway.
8: you know you know I, I try to be the same person every single day you know uh, try to come in and be an example as best I can um, and I really didn't change up much to be honest with you I said a couple things more than I would say during a normal week but for the most part um, you know the preparation stayed the same you know uh, the accountability stayed the same um, and we pushed each other we held each other accountable um, and that's, that's a, a credit to the room not so much one person but a credit to the room. How much
5: have you had to help or how, much, how many questions has, has Lucie just asked
8: in these last two years, Uh, He's asked a lot of questions. Uh, But it's been good questions. I mean, I think it's been uh, productive for for him to be in this particular environment. You know, I've been in his shoes before. A late-round pick, having an opportunity to, to, um, you know, to to go out there and start. And I told him this on Thursday night, man, first impressions matter. Uh, And he had an opportunity to make a great first impression on the National Football League, and I think he did a good job.
7: The people that you know, talked, I mean, obviously Colt had a, played a great game yesterday. Obviously there are people that are going to want to extrapolate that out, and Kyler hasn't played as well. You guys still have that belief in Kyler. I mean, he was just hurt, and, and I guess I'm asking to, to tell the world just why that belief
8: is there for Kyler and, and why it's kind of foolish to talk about Colt being in there long. I mean, this is uh, the National Football League. When guys get hurt, somebody has to step up. And the thing is, is the way you stay in this National Football League is you make great first impressions. And when you have an opportunity to go and capitalize on an opportunity, you capitalize on it. And the Colt had that opportunity this week. Um, and we know that Kyler's going to do everything that he, get, uh, that he can to get back. And, and hopefully we can get this thing rolling and, and use this momentum to, to push us forward, uh, at least into the bye week. we got a couple games into the bye. If we can close this thing out the right way and then come out of the bye and come out home, and I think we'll be in a really good position. What do
5: you, what, what do you think it was that Colt did best from a big picture uh, look yesterday?
8: You know, I just think he, he really just, you know, preached the entire week. Be where you need to be, uh, know your assignment, and do your job. Uh, the same things we preach on a daily basis. So I think he was just, you know, harping on it quite a bit. And I think guys took it to heart. And, again, when you, you have to rise up and you have, you know, adversity that comes, um, you got to find a way to, to rise up. And you had guys across, especially offensively, that did did what we needed to do to, to execute in those critical moments of the game.
7: How do you approach a game like in Mexico City? Is it is it like... Another road trip or is it different because it's Mexico?
8: You know I think it's Mexico because it is Mexico. Um, the elevation is going to be uh, high we know that the, the smog is, is real there. We know that it would be difficult to breathe but at the same time I think we're taking the approach that we're going to leave you know like this is a you know East Coast trip and we're going to leave a day early, go in to take care of business, get on the plane and come home. Uh, we know we have a division opponent on the road even though this is a quote unquote home game. Uh, but we know this is the division, ga- uh, division game. We know they just won last night, so we know that um, you, know, you got two teams coming off of, of great momentum and somebody has to, to find a way to get it done. Um, it just happens to be in Mexico City. Uh, we know the game in Munich was, was, a, was a success for the National Football League. You had great excitement around it. Um, and we know that this game in Mexico is going to be you know, even heightened because you actually have a fan base that knows what they're looking at, so it's going to be a great environment.
4: What's your thoughts on just playing those international games and just seeing the game kinda of grow like
8: that? I love it. I love it. I think the, the, the National Football League is, is really starting to expand. You know, you had NFL Europe a couple years ago that didn't pan out as uh, as in the way in which we wanted it to, but I think this, this new expansion and the way in which we're going about it is, is, is really good for the National Football League. It's really good for football as a whole, not only the National Football League, but flag football, you know, getting, uh, uh, you know, all types of people from all different uh, economic backgrounds involved, um, genders involved as well. No know females are playing flag football, which is great. So I think this is doing a really good job of, of making this an international and global game. After the game. This was the first
11: game in a couple weeks where they basically just told James, out
1: just go yeah. with the two rushing touchdowns i mean when he's healthy he's able to perform the
13: way he did how much of a difference maker is he for
8: this offense it's great you know i actually told him after the game i'm like we need to get you 30 touches a game he was like i don't know if i can handle that but you know i think i've been i've been really saying you know if we can get him 20 touches a game i think it's it's, it's really good for our offense uh, i really think that um he provides that that hammer from the the running back position, you know, as offensive lineman, all we can do is make the hole. But when you got a running back, they can also deliver blows to DBs, to linebackers. Uh, it takes a toll on them. They get tired of tackling them, or oh, they they the angles are bad. Like the touchdown at the end, I mean, he stiff arms the guy and scores. I mean, the angles were just bad. It was just one guy that had to make a tackle. If he holds his leverage, you know, that's a two yard game. Uh, but when you have that type of running back that's able to wear on a defensive backfield, uh, it takes its toll, and, and James does that really well.
4: You're close you close with uh you know Pew and Will and Hump all the all the other guys. I mean how do you look at just being the one guy that's still available and then what do you do you have a sense of maybe what those guys are going through at
8: your time? You know, we we talk on a daily basis. We've got a number of group chats, so we're always communicating. We see each other every single week. Uh me and Pew talking all the time. You know, Rodney's in the building every single day, so this is not a a one-man show. Um, again, this is a unit, and we stick together, we work together. Um, even, with, even though those guys are not in the lineup right now, they're still giving tidbits to guys who are playing in those positions. Rodney's on the sideline every single, uh, every single game, giving Billy uh, any instances or any things that he's seeing, or even giving Coog some, some insight that, you know, we need to either change of protection or slider protection just based off of what we're getting. So all those guys, even though they're not playing, they're still finding a way to contribute to, to our success right now. What
5: went through your mind when Colt went out? With the injury, and then by the next series, came back.
8: Uh, you got to ask Cliff the look that he got when uh, <laughs> when when that happened to Colt. But um, you know, it was an interesting ordeal to, to to have that happen, especially on the screen, to, to get your quarterback hurt on the screen. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we knew that Trace was going to come in, and if we had to roll with Trace, we were going to find a way to get it done. You know, we still had to lead at the time. Um, we had an opportunity to go and drive, um, you know, drive the field and be able to score again. But uh, it, was a, it was one of those moments. It was a lot of ups and downs and roller coasters in that game. You know, Ertz getting hurt early in the game, Coke getting hurt. Um, it was just a lot going on in that game. But, again, we found a way to, to, to thrive at the end of the day.
16: I mean, despite the backup... Quarterback and a patchwork line, you guys, there seemed to be a rhythm <coughs> offensively that hasn't been there most of the year. And those self-inflicted wounds weren't there, at least to the extent that they haven't. I mean, what clicked considering all those other
8: circumstances? I think we dialed back to offense and just kind of went back to training camp, honestly, just going back to the base stuff that we do, you know, on a, on a week-to-week basis. Um, and we just went out and executed, you know, some of the most basic things that we do on our offense, you know, inside zone, outside zone. Um, you know, quick game when we could. The screen game on the outside of the perimeter. And you had guys that stepped up. Rondell played an amazing game. Uh, Hot played an amazing game. A.J. stepped up for us. Um, you know, Trey McBride stepped up for us. And, again, when guys' numbers were called, they found a way to thrive in those particular instances. How uplifting is
5: it to have some vitamin W in the
8: locker room, <laughs> as Antonio Hamilton put it? Vitamin W. What's vitamin
5: W? It's
8: a win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um you know i i was telling I was telling my wife this as i as I pulled into the the parking lot this morning it's always great coming into the building with a win I put it that way uh it's, it's it's easy to squat on a Monday and it's easy to go and run after a game when you when you won um but we need to have a little bit more of those you know uh, as we as we finish the season off
0: vitamin W. I like it that that actually might be the title I'm not sure I' you know um yeah it is yep, it's gonna be uh vitamin W for the card- Cardinals or something like that um that's good uh the guy that just said you know used that phrase vitamin w here is Antonio Hamilton, so you know had I known, I probably would have done um Hamilton first. Um, then, um, Kelvin Beecham, um, and then, then, uh, Cliff, um, because the reference about the death stare that Cliff made was to about Kelvin Beecham and, but Kelvin Beacham brought it up first and then the vitamin W from, uh, Antonio Hamilton, which I'm about to play right now, uh, was just mentioned there, so. Uh, It's alright, I always like to start with the head coach first, regardless, and usually he is the first uh, to speak uh, on, on such things, but anyway, here is Mr. Vitamin W himself, Antonio Hamilton.
7: You still
14: lamenting the, uh, the pick that could have gone the other way? Mm, nah, not at all. Uh, next play mentality, you know, I, I think God was using me to bless Buddha. If I don't drop the pick, he don't get it, so it worked out. <sighs>
7: You seem to be all over the field yesterday. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to wish any ill will on any other player, but Byron being down gives you more opportunities. Just what were you thinking going into that game, being able to play so much more?
14: Uh, Just doing as I have been doing since camp, you know, just showing that I'm consistent and that I can play ball. And that, you know, no matter who goes down, that if I got to step up, ain't no drop off. You know, I'm going to do what I got to do, and I'm going to represent the team and the defense well
9: defense is
11: shutting down the top receiver. What is it at practice or that fans having you guys do that you found so much success there
14: all year? Uh, Just honing in and locking in on the uh, scheme that we have at hand. And then uh, Coach harps all the time about our leverage. You know, we're kind of a leverage style based defense. So, you know, if you can keep your leverage and understand what they're trying to do to us schematically, and uh, just make the plays and the opportunities that come your way. So um, we've done a great job of doing that, Um, yeah. Pretty much, Antonio,
5: yeah. just with Buda, supposed to be out for multiple weeks, but they have been playing. How big of a lift did that
14: give, this group as a whole? Uh, a big, a really big lift. You know, he's our captain, he's our leader. You know, he provides a lot of juice for us. You know, he gets us going. And uh, just to show just a, the type of player that he is, like he's willing to sacrifice his body no matter what. Um, injured or not, you know, he's willing to, you know, put it all on the line for the guys, because, you know, we all need him and uh, he needs us as well, and we all feed off of each other. So it's just a testament to him and how well, you know, outside of just, you know, just the, you know, in-season uh, uh, training, how well he recovers and does what he needs to do in the off-season to be able to come back from an injury like that so fast. That, that's just not on a, a week-to-week basis. That's from time of putting in the work and so that your body can, you know, recover and respond the way that it needs to.
8: Were you surprised
14: that he was able to go? Not at all, not at all. Uh, he was walking around the facility early that week and it was just like, uh, I'm doing pretty good, you know, it's getting better, it's feeling better. And came Wednesday, he was like, hey, man, I can kind of bounce around a little bit. Then come Thursday, boom, you know, I'm feeling real good. I said, okay, he's playing, just watch. Practice Friday, it was over. We already knew what time it was, came Sunday.
5: I guess it's been about six weeks since you came back. How much better are you feel now? Since then, when
14: you came back, I'm doing a lot better. Uh, got my win up, uh, obviously from playing. You know, a lot of the special teams reps that I've been doing, and coming in on third downs uh, and playing the the number of defensive snaps that I've been getting It's done nothing but uh, propel me forward. And the amount of reps that I get at practice, I get really good quality reps. I try to take as many reps as I possibly can, whether that's, you know, defense seven on. Uh, and even with one-on-ones, to harp in on my technique uh, because that was always my big thing. Like I wanted to make sure that my technique didn't fall off uh, from the, from my injury, so I always try to work it at work.
7: How do you guys approach a game like this in, in Mexico? Is it like a regular road game or is, do you guys look at it any differently because of the altitude or because of it's being out of the country or anything like
14: that? Uh, no, we, you know, we're we, we, we staying along with the process. Uh, We've we done a few little different things, nuances as far as like uh, a bike rides with uh, the elevation mass something to help propel us. But you, you can't really you, – you can try to prepare for that, but you really can't. It's just all about, you know – Once we get there to be able to know that, you know, you got to stay focused, stay locked in, and control the environment, you know. You go out there and, you know, three plays in and out off the field, you don't have to worry about the altitude, you know what I mean? So, it's just honing in on the uh, game plan that we have and uh, knowing that if we eliminate the things that they do well, altitude won't affect us. What
12: did you think of uh,
14: what Colt did yesterday? Oh, man, Colt is phenomenal, man. I call him Coma Co. That's what I call him. I don't call him Colt. I call him Colt McCole. Uh, But, man, he's a veteran, man. He's been in this league for a long time. So, the guys already knew just based off of what he did last year. You know, he came in, played, what, four games for us. We went 3-1 in his time. And uh, it's just to show, like, how, how great of a veteran and how great of a player that he still is in this place and t- point in time in his career and, like, how he prepares. He prepares every week as if he's going to start. And I love talking to him. He always giving me feedback, and I'm doing the same. And uh, he just makes everybody better. And he just has that type of effect on his team. What, what kind of stuff
5: does he, has he
14: helped you or told you? Uh, so... For instance, like uh, when I'm at practice and we're in a certain coverage, you know, he seems like, hey, man, you have great leverage in this in this spot. And say if we were like in a, like a cover three, I'm outside leverage. He's like, hey, I can't fit that ball in the inside because of the way that you were playing it from the outside. So I say stay in that position. And if anything else happens, because like uh, I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, I had three weeks in a row, essentially, where I gave up a seven cut, which is a, a corner route. Uh, He was like, man, I think you should do this because your leverage and everything that you've been doing has been right. I think that you should give yourself a little bit more space because this is where we're trying to hit the ball when you're in this position. And so just me getting that little bit of a sense of uh, understanding helps me that I know that, okay, I'm an outside leverage. I know where the ball is going so I can put myself in a better position to make a play so I can see the quarterback.
7: Is your uh, you, you're talking about doing better in terms of physically? How was your body doing after eleven tackles? And
14: uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing I'm doing fine. Uh, I I don't think I ever had uh, ten tackles in a game, not even in college, and so that was it was. It was strange, but it all happened so fast. Like, I didn't even know it until they said something. My I was like, dang, I really had ten tackles. That's a lot of tackles uh, for a corner. Uh, but, man, I did what the coaches asked me to do. And I knew that a lot of the, uh, the run schemes that they did were going to roll off the table and f- fall to me. And so I had to do my job and feel, whether it was crack, replace, or, or setting the edge, I knew that the ball was going to come to me. So when the ball gets to me, I got to make my play. And that's my hard down for the defense. So. I'm willing to sacrifice it. It
7: is funny when you talk about a cornerback doesn't usually have that many tackles because usually that would be a very bad thing Right. Field, but it, it, it wasn't that way yesterday.
14: Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you see corners with 10 and 12 tackles and 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 maybe a win or a loss, uh, might have been a long day for them. Uh, but not, like you said, not in my uh, instance. And I think I played a really, really solid game. Uh, of course, I missed the interception. Uh, I wish I can get that back. But it is what it is. I know more opportunities to come. You know, it'll come back around for a circle and I'll make that play. Um, But I didn't give up any catches, and man, I was pretty sticky all day, and uh, it felt good.
1: As as a player, you see the league playing all these games, international places. Uh, How do you feel about that? And I mean, you kind of embrace it? Is it something just part of what the league is trying to do to grow its brand?
14: Oh, man, I think it's really, really dope uh, because uh, it gives. the the players uh opportunity to go to international places like me Uh, i played when i was in oakland we played in mexico city so i've been there before and i had never been to mexico so it was dope that it was almost it wasn't a vacation of course because it was work but i got to go out of the country for the first time in my life and so it was amazing experience for me and uh I always look forward to those games. I'm always like whenever I sign with a team, I'm like, damn, man, let's see let's see if we go into Paris or whatever uh, this year so I can make it kind of like a trip, you know, me and the family. We could go ahead and experience this for the first time, and I get to play, so it's all – and I get paid, too. Oh, man. Shoot, man. It's a win-win. So I, I love it, man. I think it's really, really dope, and I'm sure that they enjoy it as well. Is your wife coming with you? No, no, no. Nah, yeah. My wife is like two to three more weeks out from having a baby. So, she's, you know, she's just, you know, getting locked in. She's in her grind mode season right now preparing, and so am I too. So, I'm like, dang, yeah, it's almost crunch time. So, So
7: with when Zach had his baby, when JJ had that, they managed to time it very well. So.
14: It, yeah, and so like, –
7: about
14: the timing of this i no. so right now we have a plan just to let everybody uh, anybody who wants to know in on the plan so we have a bye week right after thanksgiving and that's when she's 37 weeks so that's our plan to do like the if you know anything about it, i don't know if you all have kids or not what we're going to do the membrane stripping so far we've been 100 percent every time we've done it the baby came the next day so our plan is to do that i think it's on a tuesday or wednesday um, of the bye week and so hopefully uh It'll it'll come like clockwork and uh my little man'll be here, my little junior. So yeah, it'll be amazing.
16: How
5: would
17: you describe the difference in fan atmosphere playing in Mexico City compared to a normal NFL game
5: within the States?
14: also uh, so back in the States, though, you, you really have, you know, just one side or the other. I think from what I recall when I when we went and played in Mexico City, it kind of really wasn't like that. The game was loud the entire game. So it wasn't like a momentum shift or a sway outside of the plays. You know, of course that happens on the field, but the fans, they just cheer the whole entire time because they want to see, you know what I'm saying, the gladiator sport that we play. And, and uh, they love it and I love it because not only do you know our offense has to have to deal with you know the noise of the fans, but they offense has to deal with it too. So it's a communication issues, and as well as on the defensive side. So we, we have our, our ways of you know talking our language in the back end to get calls made. And so I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting.
4: How are you dealing with this season? How you're packing a lot? It's the 2022 season. You earned the spot. You got the lows of the freak accident, team successes, and where you might want it. And then you know you got the baby coming, a lot of things going on this season. How are you dealing
14: with it? How would you describe all this? Uh, yeah, I uh, think God just give you only so much that you can bear, um, in which each and everything you know what I'm saying that you do or that you have going on. You know, uh, there's a plan for it, for it all. You know, it's only to build you and only make you stronger nothing to really tear you down and make you weaker. So uh, I just thank him that uh, he's just the great guy that he is and that he provides me with these opportunities, whether they're hard or easy. And I just try to take whatever that comes to me in my way and I just try to handle it full-fledged on and just try to be the best at whatever the role is, whatever it is that I'm doing and, and, and just try to go from there.
5: Obviously it was important to get a win How big was that, and also maybe looking ahead now that hard knocks will be maybe a little fun to watch
14: oh uh, yeah, man, I think it's a dope thing I, I I don't really follow it like that to be honest so much just'cause i don't i mean i mean I'm a realist just to be honest I'm brutally honest sometimes, so I know a lot of the some some of the things it could be kind of in my my eyes like a little bit of like political or they try to make it fun for the fans, but I don't really get into that stuff. I like to just try to stay, keep it at playing football and just being there with my brothers and not trying to be so perfect for the cameras because we know we got cameras on. No, man, just, I'm, I'm me every day, all day, like no matter what. So I don't really, I don't really follow it, to be honest, <laughs> just to be honest.
4: Have they followed you? home oh, yet? Yeah. Yeah.
14: Nah, not yet. Uh, I think they said they're going to give me an opportunity just because they want to hear my story. And I think that's dope. You know, I get the opportunity to tell my story. and. Uh I'm excited to see, you know, how it turns out. They, you know, I guess they get the interaction with my kids to see what I have to deal with when I leave work to go and play in another game when I get home. Because my kids don't stop just because I went to play the game or I had practice and was been there all day. No, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. So I think it'll be fun, man, just to see the human element of an athlete. You know what I mean? Cause, uh, and just to be like it is just completely honest like we're not just football players we're husbands you know we're fathers we're brothers you know what i mean so we deal with a lot outside of just football and whatever else that goes on on the field
7: is the win? is the wind does that shift the mood quite a bit in the locker room or are you you guys think you're staying steady or does it feel like a boost of energy today?
14: Oh uh, yeah, vitamin W is always good. You know. It makes it easier to go to work. It makes it easier to deal with the nick, snacks, and bruises and pains, you know. It makes it easier to go to work. And so we needed that. And then, you know, uh Cause we still have a great opportunity at hand, you know. We don't know how the rest of the season is shaking. We don't know if this was the turn of the tide as we did last year. What we started out with seven and zero, and then we dropped off tremendously, you know. Uh, so maybe this is the 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 tide has shifted where where we started off rough, and maybe this is where we hit our streak and climb. You know, the Super Bowl is in Arizona, so. We're fighting. We, we At this place and point in time, we have nothing to lose. So we're going out there and just laying it all out. And it, I think we're playing better ball now that we're doing that. Which Coach Cliff did a great job with letting his guys know, like, hey, let's not be uptight, man. Let's go play ball. And, and whatever happens, happens. Huh? So let's roll the dice.
4: VJ spoke about how if a, port, a point gets scored on him, it feels like his, his soul leaves his body. <laughs> just wanted to get your take on just playing for a guy that passionate. We saw a little bit of hard knocks of just – Talking about the boot and how you guys talked about the boot, there was the boot. So I just want to get your take on just playing for a passionate
14: coordinator like that. oh uh, man, yeah. Uh, like he, like you said, like he's just a great guy. He's passionate. He loves what he does, and he does it well. He called a phenomenal game. This game, I mean, uh, this game, he made it easy for us, and where we could go out there and play fast and make uh, communications that we needed too. And um, it's like. He's VJ. He's been a head coach. So, like, of course he loves the game. He's extremely passionate, and he's got a lot of faith and trust in his guys, and nobody likes to get scored on. Like, it's, it's not okay to give up a touchdown, but we know we haven't – us as the players, we can't hone in on that play. We got to have that next play mentality because if you let that drag on throughout the game, man, you're probably going to have a bad game.
0: vitamin w there it is I'm um, glad they were able to experience that unfortunately the sons were not able to get any vitamin w they uh are vitamin l and uh back to back ls um but uh they still have yet uh to uh go back to back to back so we'll see how um that uh share uh that how that uh pans out um next uh, game um, but uh, before we get to next game we have to talk about last night's game and that's all up next on Big Sky Sports Talk Alright back um, with uh, some Suns some to wrap up the show um, as I said it was a, uh, a loss as I teased 112 to 113 just just couldn't uh, couldn't get it done um, Chris Paul out again with the uh, heel injury um, so that's back to back games uh, out uh, with a heel injury um, and then also as I mentioned um back to back losses uh so Suns don't uh lose back to back often and uh like almost never three times in a row so um they'll get to uh prove that um uh tomorrow um uh and uh against uh, the Warriors and, and it will be at home so uh, this road trip uh, ends with uh, two back-to-back losses, as I said, but they'll start uh, at home. Um, just a a quick getaway game um, at home uh, and then uh, back on the road once for the Jazz and then back at home for a couple more. But um, let's uh, go ahead and focus in on the, the game that, that just uh, happened. And, uh, like I said, 112 to 113, Suns a loser, uh, now eight and five on the, on the season. Um, still first in the, uh, division, but now fifth in the conference. Um, so there, there's that. Um, uh, didn't get to the line a whole lot. That was kind of the narrative, uh, when I, when I was watching the game is how often the, uh, heat did and, uh. The Suns did not, um, but uh, 25 points for Devin Booker, 11 of 22 uh, from the field, and one of two at the line. There, you know, he he only made one of of two. He just didn't get there a lot, as did the rest of the team. Bam Adebayo, 30 points, nine of 18, 12 of 14 at, at the line. Um, that's just 14 uh, uh, tries. Uh, for for just one dude, uh, DeAndre eight and twelve rebounds, four uh defensive and um eight offensive. Uh, Jimmy Butler thirteen uh, boards, nine defensive and four offensive. Devin Booker five assists, two turnovers, forty two minutes. Jimmy Butler seven assists, zero turnovers in thirty five minutes. Uh, for the Suns. Torrey Craig, 33 minutes, 4 of 10 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, 9 rebounds to assist, 10 points. Uh, Mikel Bridges, 39 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, uh, 1 of 3 from deep, 5 rebounds to assist, 15 points. Ayton, 34 minutes, 8 of uh, 10 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, uh, 12 rebounds to assist and uh, 16 points. Uh, Cameron Payne in there for the injured. Chris Paul, 31 minutes, 4 of 17 from the field, 1 of 6 from deep, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, 9 points. Devin Booker, 42 minutes, 11 of 22 from the field, 2 of 7 from deep, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and uh, 25 points. Um, Monty Williams went with um, a couple of guys earlier um, than he normally did. uh, such as uh, Dwayne Washington Jr., 19 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. He was just on fire from deep. Um, 4 assists, uh, 21 points off the bench. Um, and then uh, Damian Lee, tw- uh, 22 minutes, 5 of 9 from the field, 4 of 7 from deep, 3 rebounds uh, and assist, 14 points. Jock Lendell had 2 points in 8 minutes. Um... Bismack and uh Josh O'Kogee had uh five and seven minutes respectively, no points, but a couple of uh one rebound apiece. Um and a with the one assist. Uh Sarge, Wainwright, and uh Chris Paul um out. Um and actually on here it says Chris Paul injury slash illness. But uh anyway, uh, there's that. Jimmy Butler, 35 minutes, 16 points. Um uh, Martin um, 37 minutes, 15 points. Uh, Adebayo, 36 minutes, 30 points. Uh, Kyle Lowry, 39 minutes, 15. And uh, uh, Struess, uh, 36 minutes, 5. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, 12 minutes, 12, uh, point a minute. Um, Vincent, 25 minutes, 10. Um, and then Robinson, 21 minutes, 10. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 Let's see, four. Yep, seven uh, guys in double-figure scoring. The only guy that didn't was uh, Struess with uh, five points. So that's a recipe for success um, for Miami, Um, that many guys, double-figures. Suns, 48 of 99. uh, That's 48.5% from uh, the field. 14 of 36 from deep, 38.9%. And two of four at the line. Only two of four. 50% easy math there. Um, I have no sound from Monty Williams, but I imagine he might would have said something or at least asked about the free throw the free throw disparity. Um, just ridiculous. Um, 38 of 83, 45.8% from the field. Um, 15 to 33, 45.5% uh, from uh, three-point land. Just that that hurt uh, uh, the Suns there. And 22 of 25 at the Charity Stripe, 88%. Um, so high percentage from the field, high percentage from deep, and high percentage at the line and a lot of opportunities at line for Miami. Um, Suns did how out rebound Miami forty five to forty two with twenty offensive boards and twenty two or twenty five defensive boards. Uh, Miami had seventeen offensive and twenty five defensive. Um, uh, Miami did have uh, twenty three assists to the Suns twenty two. Um, Suns did have nine steals to the uh, uh, Heat six, and both teams had four blocks apiece. Uh, Fewer turnovers for uh, the Suns, 14 to 15, um, 22 points given up off turnovers for the Suns and 20 points for Miami. Fast break points go to Miami with 11, uh, Suns with 8 points in the paint, 44 for Miami, 42 for the Suns, uh, 22 fouls um, called on the Suns. Uh, Only 10 for um, Miami uh, with one technical foul. Um, Largest lead of the game for the Sun, 13. Uh, Largest lead of the game for Miami, 8. So um, a lot of things that just don't really add up there when you look there. I mean, yes, Miami was great from the field, great from three-point land, and great at the line, more attempts at the line. It just, you know, it, it's tough to swallow when you when you kinda go over it like that. Um, and then the only thing I have uh sound wise is uh Bally Sports just kinda giving their um their brief recap uh of the game. Here is um Bally Sports, um their their recap.
3: Second half highlights Miami 11 to one in free throw attempts in that first half as the guys talked about heat led by one at the half. Then it's Bridges and DA lighting things up in the third quarter. The Suns were up by
4: 11 and then love that. by seven going yeah, to the fourth that. quarter. So this the Suns again starting to take control. I mentioned their biggest lead 13 in the fourth. They were
12: paying so much attention to Devin out there that DeAndre was rolling to the basket and get it. Matt Struess was not hot tonight, but he was trying to get it done it there. And that's that great block. Man, he turned him around in midair, and then Busy sat on him. So that was... That was <laughs> Double <dead>. dose. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fun game. Oh, you love to see you know, this intensity level like this. But, yeah, um, Bam was... He was he was focused. He had his 30 points and a lot of rebounds. What did he have, 15 boards or something, too? He was terrific. And on the cut-through, Torrey Craig. Oh, go we'll get it again. And, he, and Bam reached in right there. I mean, he reached over the top. He, he had no way where to go other than through arms. And some of those calls should have been made, but they
4: weren't. Again, Caleb Martin, he gets the start. 15 points all on threes. Five and he, six
12: is, is deep. Is he another guy that was undrafted? I mean, they have a bunch of them. Book knocks that one down. That
4: was just a beautiful shot. That put the Suns up oh, one 9 you know. Bam had the follow. Campaign hit a floater, and then the Suns need some more heroics from Devin Booker and just too much pressure.
0: There you go. The last shot was in Devin Booker's hands. They doubled him, Man, he couldn't get a good shot off, um, but had to throw it up as the uh, um, clock was expiring. Uh, both the... Uh, um, Game clock and the shot clock expiring, and, and then there there's your game. So perfect defensive execution uh, for uh, Miami there uh, to not allow Book to uh, seal the game and not allow him to get into uh, a good shot. Um, and and then, of course, uh, with the shot clock winding down, you just don't have much to do from there. So, I mean, got to give it to Miami, but the, that, that was a stark difference uh um for um for the charity stripe for both teams. Um anyway that's the show. Um that's everything I have for you. Um I know well over two hours so I, I know you guys I appreciate it Uh, for listening. Um at big Sky Sports Talk at gmail if you want to email me about anything suggestions or any comments, concerns or whatever i'd love to hear from you um you can also message me directly or whatever uh on uh facebook at uh, big sky sports talk and instagram at big sky sports talk as far as finding the podcast and where to listen you can uh go to uh spotify apple google um amazon audible iHeartRadio. we are everywhere you are um and uh, I had a concerted effort to uh, get, get as many platforms as I can to make, make the show available uh, as much as I can. But uh, um, that's about everything. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. And uh, with some more uh, Big Sky Sports talk, I thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and telling your friends and family about us and, um, and uh, doing everything you can to, to grow this thing. I appreciate it. Uh, immensely Uh, again until tomorrow this has been david murphy with big sky sports talk